welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 95. Ooh, we're okay. getting up there. We are getting it's up like there. a percentile. 95th percentile? Yeah. It's not the, I mean, it's not the best percentile, but like, <laughs> it's, it's a number. Yeah, no, none of our previous episodes could have possibly been a percentile. No, I was, I was like, I'm pretty sure all our other episodes are numbered as well. Hot take. Um, Hot take. Except after 100, <laughs> then it can't be a percentile anymore. After 99, it can't be a percentile anymore. Yeah, is that how percentiles work? The percentiles always mat cap at 100? Probably. Well, yes. Well, you can't have 110% of a sample size. Well, or like, I'm thinking, weight. like, if you, like, practically speaking, if you say someone's, like, you know, 98th percentile on the SAT, but then, like, maybe there's a situation where. Uh, they add bonus questions to the SAT that the system isn't ready for. <laughs> now, maybe you have some people who get a hundred, who are a hundred tenth percentile on the SAT. No, no, because That's percentile is is the score is like the percentage of people scored. Oh, I got it backwards. Yeah, You're yeah. right. Yeah, so you, you first percentile is the best. You have a population that's over a hundred percent. So even <laughs> you if you have a extra, negative, no. yeah, no, okay, it, like, I see. I see. <laughs> the percentile yeah. isn't the amount of questions you got right. It's how you did compared oh, to the man. rest of the people who also did the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there have been some times on this podcast I've been like, man, it, it sucks that my mom is going to hear this. This is one of them because she's a math teacher, <laughs> not because of any sort of degeneracy. <laughs> Sorry, mom. All right. That's pretty funny. Um, well, Chase, what you drinking? Uh, I'm currently drinking a also, strawberry rhubarb. Here really quick. Oh, wow. Are you okay. wearing a beanie over... Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. Your headset. <laughs> I put the I put the headset on, and I was like, mm, I kind of liked it better with the beanie on, but I don't like having the beanie under my headset. <laughs> so I just kind of put the beanie over my headset. Sorry, I just noticed that in that ass. Uh. Yeah, it doesn't look that bad in the camera. I'm sure it looks terrible in real life, but <laughs> keeps my head warm. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Anyway. So I'm drinking a strawberry rhubarb dino sour by Phillips Brewing Co. Um, it's actually Phillips Brewing and Malting Co. Apparently, because uh, that's on the can. Um, but classic dino sour. I'm sure we've had dino sours on the pod before. I don't know if I've had the strawberry rhubarb one, but we bought the mix pack of like different sours that they do, and it's kind of like the this is the beer that every single bar in BC has as their sour. Not the strawberry rhubarb one, but like the the classic dino sour, which yeah, is peach. Fruit. Yeah, but they it. they call it peach on the can, and then all the bars call it stone fruit to be fancy. That makes it sound like a it's like oh, we have a stone sure they, fruit sour. I'm pretty sure they call it stone fruit on the can. I mean, I had one the other day. It said peach there's, on it. I'm pretty sure there's just a picture of a peach, but like it's called the stone fruit. Okay, let's look this up. It's the dino sour. We'll see who's right. Yeah, I could be like I, I could be wrong because I mean I've had I've had bars just say peach before too. Uh I don't know. Oh, okay. There is a dino sour. I just googled uh, dino sour. The first thing that came up was the dino the dino sour stone fruit uh, sour. Okay. Uh, for some reason the link didn't really work, but that's what it was called when I googled it. So it seems it seems like there at least exists. One called stone fruit. Well, I knew I knew that at least. Yeah, there's just a peach on the can. 
Okay. So maybe okay. we anyway, this. Anyway. It's, <laughs> that one's way better anyway than the strawberry rhubarb. I'm not a big fan of the strawberry rhubarb one, but it's the last one in the pack, so I'm drinking it. Strawberry. Do you, do you like strawberry rhubarb as a flavor, uh, aside from this beer? As a pie, yes, I love it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was Because I was wondering if you just didn't like strawberry rhubarb as a flavor, since some people definitely no. don't. No. Um, I don't last... love it, but I actually kind of like that beer that Trace is drinking. It's just very sweet, this one. I mean, they're all kind of very sweet, but this one is, like, particularly sweet. I think it's, like, the it's the strawberry flavor that adds its, like, extra sweetness. Um, they need to, like, hit you with a bit more of that tart rhubarb. Yeah, it's, they're chickening out. They're afraid some people aren't going to, you know, go for that. But personally, I'm a big fan of strawberry rhubarb, so I might also be disappointed if not get that. Good you know, it kind of does a good job of like recreating strawberry rhubarb pie because it's very like you know like pie filling tasting, mm. like that kind of sweet. I just don't love that in the beer. That's fair. Um, Cass and I made a blueberry rhubarb pie last year. That was really good. Ooh, yeah. yeah I think it was mostly good because it was rhubarb from our backyard and blueberries from the farm. Oh that we man, do. yeah, hard to mess that up. Yeah, we got like <laughs> twenty pounds of blueberries for like twenty bucks. Yeah, it's insane. What the heck? We got like, a, like an actually like a stupid amount of blueberries. Well, we went to the farm and they were like, "Oh yeah, ten pounds of blueberries for twenty bucks," and we're like, "Okay, cool." And then we like handed them twenty bucks, and then they were like, "Okay, well, you have to wait like half an hour for us to sort all of the blueberries, or we'll just like give you a few extra pounds, and uh, we won't sort them. So like they don't pick out like the the red ones and like the shriveled ones or whatever, like all the all the bad ones." And we're like, "Well." Yeah, just don't sort them. Like, fuck it. Yeah, like, and they gave us like hour. double. They gave us like <laughs> double the amount. Wow, they gave us, like twenty pounds of blueberries for twenty bucks, and That's like crazy. you know, eighty percent of it was all good. Mm-hmm. Um, you just had to pick around the the not good ones. Okay, when you first started talking about this, I was assuming that you were picking them, but no, it's just fresh picked berries that you buy from them. Yeah, yeah we just yeah, 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 you, like it. you can go that that that's like a thing that you can do is like go blueberry picking. Very popular. But, I don't have the patience for that shit. No. But also, like, we were just driving in Langley, and there's blueberry farms, so you can stop at, like, their little farm stand and, and buy blueberries. That sounds yeah. awesome to get that good of a deal on something so tasty. Yeah, solid. It's quite good. Yeah, Hunter, uh, what are you drinking today? Uh, I was inspired by talk of a, a strong triple IPA, I think it was last podcast, possibly the one before. So after proving that I am not only able to drink Nepenthe beers, I'm now back on Nepenthe. And we got the uh, more human than human uh, beer with a very creepy can. I was blocking with my thumb. I kind of really like that can. It's like yeah, a lady's yeah. face with lasers shooting mm-hmm. out of her eyes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this one is a collaboration with... Uh, Kushwa Brewing, which I've never heard of. Uh, it comes in at 10.2%, and it is it is hopped with Citra, Mosaic, Strata, and Sabro. And it's very West Coast uh, IPA style in that it hits you immediately with the hops and is generally kind of harsh. Um, I definitely like this beer. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite just because the particular hop flavors are not necessarily my favorite like if this had a lot of galaxy in it this would be way up there for sure but it's just like yeah it's like a nice you know strong very uh bright punch in the mouth kind of beer which which is solid i, I like it it doesn't hide the high abv at all does anyone not like galaxy hops 
can we like get a Discord poll going at some point? Like, if I, if anyone doesn't love Galaxy, I want to hear yeah. from you mm-hmm. because something is wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Galaxy be like, oh yeah, like Sabro's just my favorite. Pops. Yeah, like I just I can't drink a beer unless it's got Sabro in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I looked up the beer and I was look, looking at some reviews just now, and I think one thing that is impressive is it does have a nice sweetness to it to go with the uh, the punch. But it, I I still feel like someone reviewed here that it, it is so easy for ten percent. I'm not really sure what they're talking about on that. <laughs> it's not my experience. It's, it's at all. not an easy drink yeah, at all. No, I like it. But it's you know it definitely has that kick to it. I mean, could it be good or like could it be easy drinking considering it's ten point two, like compared to like other ten point twos or like maybe I feel like I've hmm I'm trying to think. Have you had like a delirium nocturnum? I have not. What's what's that? Uh, let me find it. I'm pretty sure that's a ten percenter. Um, Delirium is just like known for strong beer, though, right? Yeah, I mean that's literally like Delirium Tremens. Uh, Delirium Nocturnum is actually only eight point five. Delirium Tremens is their most famous one. That's also eight point five. What's their Christmas ale? Are they? Uh, they sell they that one in a pony keg. Oh, the Christmas ale is the ten percenter. Mm. Um, so around Christmas, you can find that quite readily. I don't know uh, if they're low. I don't know where that that brewery is, but they're pretty big. Valerian? Yeah, pretty sure it's in Belgium. No. I feel like I like this beer more after reading the description because I can imagine the things that the description says, which I hadn't necessarily looked at before. It said mm. hopped with, you know, lists all the hops. Clear and balanced with complex notes of honey, candied citrus rind, wild honeysuckle, tropical cocktails, and a clean, smooth finish. I'm like, if I imagine those things and take a sip, I'm like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> that's what they're trying to do exactly, though with their description yeah. <laughs> that wild honeysuckle is different right now uh yeah Chase the well the brewery was founded in Belgium okay and now it's not brewed there I don't know if probably I, just brewed at like regional bre- like breweries at this point you yeah know, like, maybe I'm whatever, whatever like the sure. the big like Molson Coors is or what uh yeah, whatever I, I brewery they're owned no by. Yeah. Whatever distributor they're owned by. Um, okay, but yeah, at any rate. Um have anything else about your beer hunter or? That's about it. I'm enjoying okay. it. Um well I'm drinking a limited edition Fieldhouse beer. It's a Rewaka Talus Galaxy IPA. And then underneath Ooh. it's labeled grapefruit, orange, passion fruit. Not really sure why. I, I can't really say that I can taste any of those things in there. A little gop beer. But, um... Well, it's galaxy for sure. There's no arguing that. But it, so it actually says that it's uh, mash-hopped, which I don't know exactly what that is. But it's mash-hopped with Centennial and Cascade. And then it's, it says it's dry-hopped with loads of modern hops. 
Modern hops. I wonder if mod if modern hops is like a type of hop, like modern is the type. Or like the you know or if modern hops just means like, oh, you know, ones that were grown in the last decade. <laughs> I, I'm kinda thinking yeah. that's what it is. Like just like some like newer strains, I guess. There's so hops. many hop varieties though, like modern mm. could easily be one. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. That is true. But yeah, so um, basically, it's a uh, it's a quite hoppy, like fruit flowered IPA. And I'd agree with that. Um, like the beer's like almost. Hold on, let me. I will say, Cass. I just I, that beer yeah. sounded so interesting to me. I immediately looked up Fieldhouse Brewing to find you know their description of it, mm-hmm. and they have the worst website I've seen for a brewery. You can <laughs> it's impossible to find their listing of beers. Hmm. They don't have a listing of what's currently on tap, like at the brewery. Like, do they have a, a brewery? They've got to, right? Yeah, there's a picture yeah, of a yeah, brewery of theirs. Where? Because we gotta go. Aren't yeah, they in like Coquitlam like or something? House would be. Uh... Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think I may have found it in a bit of a roundabout way. What was the name? Here's, of there's one in uh, the Rewaka Talus Galaxy. Okay, I, I did find it now. Chase, there's one in Abbotsford and there's one in Chilliwack. Mm, Abbotsford and Chilliwack, okay. Mm-hmm. So close to neither of us. Much closer to you, but... <laughs> Much closer to me, considerably, by about, like, seven hours. Which I knew that, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But still at least an hour away for you. But yeah, like, man, the, like, I really like their beers. I mean, did we talk at all on podcast about the the field houses that we had out here? Because fuck, those were good. Oh, those were delicious. I don't think we did. Um, yeah, I, I we had, had these like one... bottled field house sours um, that like they were just selling in like the big bottles that you get when you know they're not canning the beer. If that makes sense. Uh, it's just like a big bottle of beer. I have a bottle behind me. Um, but they were so good. Yeah, whatever that flavor is, gas. Yeah, I got this one. Uh, this one is a tangerine blueberry vanilla sour. Oh yeah, so there were so like it was not one of the ones that we had when we were out in Nelson. No, there were like three or four different ones. They were like limited edition sours in these bottles, and they were so good. Every single one of them, we, we would like pick up the next bottle and be like, "Ooh, this one looks really good." And we pick up the next one, and be like, "Ooh, but this one looks really good." <laughs> like, <laughs> There was uh, only one were. which, like, I'm sure would have been delicious as well that I just wasn't as, like, as interested in because it was um, grape flavored. Yeah, yeah, it was like a grape, like grape soda, soda flavored. Yeah, um, and I'm just not huge into grape soda in general. So, so I was gonna get that one because I really do like grape soda, but then Cass was like, ah, I wouldn't really want to try that one. So, well, no, I, I said I'd like, I'd like to try that one. I just wanted Cass bullied to try you out of the other it. one. Well, I was like, I wanted to try the other one more. Well, we were only buying like a bottle each. So, we we did like we we weren't getting all of them. Yeah, I just chose a different one that also looked good. Anyway, this is a big tangent on beer that we're not even drinking right now. Oh, I, yeah. Even though I wish that I was instead of this <laughs> kind of dog shit dino sour. But <laughs> um, oh yeah. At any rate, uh, Hunter. Yeah. You want to take over the role as host for today? Seeing oh, dude. You said you have enough uh, topics to last us this pod. I would be glad to. So uh, right, let's I will pass the torch. Thank you. Torch accepted. Like we're starting the Olympics here. I'll go ahead and light the podcast up. 
Um, so starting off strong with, uh, are you guys familiar with the PBE smoke changes? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just saw the discord chat about it. Um, yeah. I didn't see if there are any other PBE changes or anything like that, but I believe that's technically the only few. Okay. I, that I was unaware of Cass is better. Well, actually, we can just, we can just cover this one super quick because it's kind of relevant, but like yeah. deadlock technically got a nerf. <laughs> what? Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Deadlock used Deadlock Alt used to be able to open the doors, the bind teleporter doors from outside. Oh, so you could oh. alt someone who was in there? That's funny. Um, that is really funny. Or you could just use the alt to open the doors if someone's like hiding in there, or um, uh, uh what was the other one? Or to like well, get that, that's obviously the not an intended mechanic. Um, Deadlock was able to use it to. Um, open the shoot on breeze on breeze as well. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm if putting a pin in that. I'm coming clear. back to that. Okay, but like, as you gonna far talk about as the I'm omen aware, TP? Oh yeah, you you saw that as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you see this cast? There was uh, I don't a, know if I did. There was a game changers play. Where, oh, yes, 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 I did see that. Okay, well, for, that. for those of you listening, there's a, a crazy uh, play in Game Changers where from the defensive side, a um, they had one of their play, their omen walk mid, uh, and they didn't get challenged as they went mid. No, and, they had they viper-walled it off. Oh, they, that's what they did. Okay, I, I didn't yeah. remember that. Either way, they were able to get to underneath shoot without having any fights. Right off and, the start of the round. Right. <clears throat> and then they had a Sova shock dart lineup that went and uh, hit shoot, there, therefore opening it. And, they, and Omen was ready to hit the TP up, like the wrong way through shoot to get into halls, which, you know, now you can't walk into that section normally because of that giant blocked off area. Uh, and it was just one of the coolest and most creative plays I've seen in a minute. Um, the clip, yeah, I, it didn't I, work for them at all. It didn't work but, at all. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work and, at like, all. It and seemed the, like, and it seemed like the other team was hyper aware that like that's where Omen went. Yeah. Well, the video also explained. Um, I don't know the video I watched. I can't remember who. I did just it. saw I the quick clip. You probably saw more than me. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I saw um, TMV do like a a little video on it. Um, and he, he was like, well, yeah, you can see here that these, pro these players probably heard the shock dart, the shoot open and the omen TP like from their place at spawn barrier. Like, so it's not a very good play because it's kind of very audible. Like all of those things make noise cues and all of them would probably be audible from where the, uh, players were lined up. Now, obviously yeah. if people were going, if they were doing like a five man, a hit, then it would have probably been more effective. Right. Uh, and it's just like unlucky that they were, you know, gonna push uh, the mid. The problem is like if they do that five man a hit and you can't, like that works if you stall them out and then they then leave a. Yeah. But, like sure, you could get on the flank way faster um, than expected. And However, on like a weird angle, no one's expecting either. Yeah, but like, but there's probably a killjoy turret or like a chamber trip or something set up right outside that would catch you as you try to flank. I mean, the idea, I think, is to do it early enough that there would still be people outside of A-Main. Um, nobody would be outside of A-Main if you're five-man rushing. Like, you get into well, A-Main so quick, because that's right where the barrier is. Possibly. Maybe if there was, like, one person lurking mid, uh, or, like, watching like, for the rotate or something, you might be able to catch them rotating back over, but, like... But if they then either way, they're still going to hurt you. you. 
Yeah. So they like the only way it would work is if they're over at B. Like I just feel like assuming they're playing someone who can watch flank uh with utility. Like the utility's probably gonna catch you before you're like yeah, it might catch the other team off guard because they're like, what the fuck? Like how did how did the omen get there so fast? Um But still I feel like if there's like a killjoy turret, like that killjoy turret's gonna spot you as you try to like push up there. Same thing with the chamber trip. Yeah, one one thing, though, is that the Killjoy turret, you know, assuming the Omen is expecting the Killjoy turret to be there, he could potentially smoke off the Killjoy turret. And yes, is that going to be a noise and visual uh, cues? Yes, but if you're doing it so fast that they're not really thinking about the flank, you still could potentially get past that. Also, the KJ turret's directional. It could just not be looking at you. Yeah, right. I, I thought about be, that. It could be facing toward mid and, and spawn. Yeah, right? Jason, Same was... with the trip. It could be back at that choke, right? Or like right behind the choke, which makes a lot more sense anyway because it's a smaller area and gives you more warning if you're pushing A. Yeah, I, was, I thought about that initially, Chase, but, but thinking about Killjoy specifically, I don't know what the meta is for pro, but in ranked, it seems like the meta is to put the turret in shop facing towards spawn, which means that you couldn't get behind it by coming through halls. I, I don't know right. how that's different mm-hmm. for you know Chamber and Cypher. I think the Chamber play should not be in shop. The chamber play is just outside of shop. But why? Why when there's a choke that nobody else can quote-unquote get past um, further back? Wouldn't you rather have the earlier warning? Yes, when, but then I couldn't play anywhere. But as soon as they get to shop... I can't. Oh, I see. Yeah, you I, can't I, 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 I can't be playing on something. I forgot that there's a range. Yeah, there's yeah. a range. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. So it's like, ah, well, like, you know, I'd like to be somewhat useful to my team. Therefore, Trip has to go here. Yeah, but you're opping for main anyway. Like, who gives a fuck? I mean, maybe. But they're oftentimes going to have to work my way onto site. Hardly. The meta meta is still plant A and hold back. Oh, I also, as chamber, I like being Rick's. Because I can have my TP in I know shop. you're bricked up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I like playing bricks, and then I can TP out if necessary. And it's... I don't know. I just like playing bricks. Um, hey, Jesus Christ, what were we talking about? PBE changes. <laughs> PBE changes. Yeah. So yeah, moving okay, on. Yeah, so moving on from the unimportant stuff, there are a couple other like very boring bug fixes, which are not even really worth covering. Um, getting to the main thing. Um, oh shoot. Actually, wait, hold up. There's one more, there's one more thing that's worth discussing that I'm just seeing here, which is, should be also quick, but it said for premier playoffs, the playoffs tournament queue is now only 15 minutes instead of one hour. If you don't queue up and stay queued within the, within the 15 minute window, your team will not be able to play in the tournament, which Interesting. I oh, think oh, and they said this change ensures that having a better regular season record gives you higher seeding in your tournament. So that what well, that one confirms that they are trying to seed the tournaments, yes. which we didn't actually know before. They haven't released any information about yeah. how they seed the tournaments, right? Um, but then it also, yeah, is showing that um, they yeah, I guess they want more people to queue at the same time so that they're able to match people in that way. Um, I yeah. like that change. Yeah, I, I like that one as well, yeah. and it, it also kind of... It, it's a it tough gives us... go if you just, like, slightly miss that timing window, but, like, you know, it is what it is, like... 
I mean, knowing our season, we're going to miss it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. we've had a ton of issues preventing people from queuing at the right time or having mm-hmm. issues when trying to load in. Um, that actually also does does give us some valuable info because at the end of last premiere season, uh, it seemed like there wasn't that much of an advantage, if any at all, to having a higher seed. So we kind of we trolled one of our last couple games after we qualified. And I don't know if it really did affect us that much when it came to our, to- our tournament seeding, given the more lenient, you know, our queue window. But, you know, that does show that at, as of now, we're qualified as long as we lose our last two games for the plus 50 points from losing. But that shows that we should probably try to win them for uh, better I mean, seeding purposes. Well, also, the um, one of the things that I noticed, the last time we were in the tournament, like, we had a, we queued pretty much right off the bat, like, right at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is presumably when the majority of people are queuing anyway, even though there was an hour-long window. Um, and we had we had a pretty good record. And we were by far and away the lowest-ranked team in that thing. We were, yeah. Like, we were... Yeah. Like, we were the lowest team by... Uh, the lowest-ranked team by a considerable margin... And we had a pretty solid record. Like we Unlike had, this year, where we're scraping by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, this, this time we're like, yeah, we're like scraping in. Like, it's not going to be a... We should be the lowest. Well, assuming yeah. we don't win both games. Um, we probably like, will Yeah, be. we should be the lowest uh, yeah. in our in our bracket. But, yeah, that is kind of weird, because if they were seeding properly, then there should be a team that just scraped in, in basically every tournament, and then a team that was, like, in the top, you know, 20... Mm-hmm. In every tournament, right? Right, right. Um, because that would be seeded properly, so you have like the largest range of teams, um, and then therefore giving the team with the top seed the best chance of winning their bracket. The other thing that I don't seem to understand is like, shouldn't it? Um, ah, fuck. Hey, Hunter. Yeah. How's your recording doing? Um, I mean, I can definitely stop it. Let me just stop it now. All right, mine is now live again as well. Uh, let's kick it off. Welcome, and we're back. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, so we are just discussing the premiere change to uh, fifteen minute queue window. Um, anything else to add on that before we get into the real meat and potatoes here? Well, I, I think I remember exactly what I was saying before we noticed the uh, audio issue, and. To me, it just doesn't really make sense that, like, the top eight teams should be put into the same tournament bracket so that you can say, hey, I actually won this division. Yeah, I mean, in a way, yes, but then that would require different tiers of rewards for each bracket, which I would agree with as well. I think that would be really cool. Um, It's like a bowl game system, basically. But currently the uh, the reward for each tournament is the same, which is you get, like, the card or the title. Mm-hmm. Card and title? Uh, whatever. It yeah. is that uh, says, like, you know, Premier Beta Champions, Premier Season 1 Champion, mm-hmm. right? And that's the same no matter what bracket you win. And so, therefore, it makes the most sense to have all of the brackets be equal and have your seeding make, make you uh, have an easier run, quote-unquote, into that, like, getting that reward, right? But if you were to go like top eight teams and then teams nine through 16 and then, mm-hmm. you know, 10 or 17 to whatever, um, then you would need a different, like, 
reward for okay. winning your tournament. Which yeah, would but, be like, oh, yeah. ninth place. I it would be like ninth place division eleven or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, this is completely dumb anyway. This is complete non sequitur. However, uh, that just reminded me. I was reviewing resumes on Indeed for my uh, night job, where I'm looking for part time servers for catering events. And one person's resume, it was their name and contact info. It said work experience none yet. And then education, they. <laughs> In bold, they had ninth in high school and then listed the name of their high school. <laughs> that was their entire no resume. <laughs> ninth what? Ninth exactly. High school. No, right. That was literally what they said. Ninth, ninth grade? They only they completed ninth grade? <laughs> I, I assume they, they mean ninth, ninth ranked in overall in their high school, but mm-hmm. like <laughs> that was literally all they told me. So that was an immediate reject, but anyway, that was just Yeah, obviously. Funny. Yeah. Um I don't know, but, like, the way that it is currently right now, right, where you just get, like, placed into a random one and, like, based on how you do, apparently it is somewhat seated. Like, it just seems kind of like, it's almost like a hollow victory. Because it's like, but you didn't obviously, win I'm sure it'd feel league. good. Like, I'm sure it'd feel good if you won. We, we haven't won. We, who, who the fuck knows how that feels? I'm sure I'm sure it'd be a great feeling. We'll report like, back after we win this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all I'm saying is, like, it, it's just like, yeah, it feels a little hollow because, like, I didn't, we didn't win the whole league. Yeah. Like, I... Unless, like, we yeah. beat... Oh, like, unless, like, the top-ranked team or whatever happens to be in our, um... And we beat them, then you can be like, them. okay, we kind of won. But that's not to say we wouldn't lose to the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth teams. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, like... And then even more so on top of that, like... I, I don't know, is it, like... Is the... The seeding isn't necessarily Swiss. Or, like, the right the league games aren't necessarily, um... No, we're on NA like, servers. Okay, thanks, asshole. Um, <laughs> but like, because oh, one man. of the one of the like, I, I was thinking like, oh, like it might make sense if you go up against a team that has the exact same record as you do. Um, I mean, that's how the uh, regular season games work, for the most part. Is it though? Because when we played one of our games, we played the same team twice. Yeah, I think they were the only ones queuing in the last like two minutes of that queue window. With yeah, us. yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I get like, uh, and or like it. the closest yeah. to our current like, win-loss record that was queuing at that time. Right. So we played them twice in a row, which was wild, but... Yeah. <laughs> it was um, funny, because we, yeah. we, we had different... We had a personnel change, and, um... And, a different and, they, and team comp. comp change, yeah. Yeah, and they, they yeah. didn't. They had the exact same, and we lost the first and won the second. But, um... Yeah, we swapped out our, our, uh, our sub for one of our main roster, and, uh, that was very helpful, even though our sub did a, made a valiant effort in the previous game. No, our sub yeah, was great. quite they, well in that game, too, yeah. Yeah, they outfragged yeah. me. I was playing <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, good. I mean, I, really, I the, secret, the secret between the games, regardless of the personnel swap, was just the fact that our, our star player was pissed off about losing the first game. <laughs> and so they just went <laughs> so off, the second off on the second. Decided yeah. to drop 40, yeah. We need, if we have a bad half in the tournament... We need to tell Alex, pretend like we just lost the entire game, <laughs> so he can drink <laughs> that rage in the same game. <laughs> Not wait for I mean, it worked one. again in, the, in our last games, or set of games, because uh, he was yeah. AFK during the loading screen, or like the, the agent select, so they randomly gave him an agent. Yeah, just to be clear, his game, like, crashed. Like, it wasn't like he was actually just gone. Like, he was yeah, there. his game crashed as we were in queue. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, but, like, he... his game crashed as we, like got out of queue and into the lobby. Right. Because as soon as his game crashed, he was just like, hey, you might want to take a, 
like you should probably take us out of queue. And we were like, uh oh, like, like we <laughs> it was the act of queuing that probably crashed his game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but like. He didn't get back. He got randomly put on harbor as a rainer ma- uh, Raina main. Um, Raina instant. Then, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I mean, he did quite well on the harbor. I'm not going to say it was yeah. great, but like, we all played kind of shit that game. It was a bad, bad game. We mm-hmm. were like ten to half. Um, with a bit of a fake that. comeback, we had a fake comeback. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I had I had good stats, but proceeded to lose like five one vx clutches, where often the x was one. <laughs> I had lost yeah, so yeah, many I, rounds I, directly. I, oh, yeah, not that like, and like some of them Hunter was very low, or like some of them you were very low HP on. So it's like you definitely weren't favored in that. But like, mm-hmm. man, it was just so unfortunate the number of like, and I don't think it was just you. I think we it was, lost no, it was Hunter Clutch so Simulator. So many one v ones. Like we just lost every one v one that game. Yeah. Um and I feel like, come on, statistically, like you gotta win one. <laughs> Yeah, because it wasn't like the team was yeah, that much better than two, us either. That was our yeah. two rounds on on fucking attack. Mm. Anyway, he got really tilted off that game, um, and then mm. we fucking dominated the second game when he was able to play Reyna. So yeah, he dropped like forty or something. It was at least yeah. that, yeah. it was it was insane. Yeah, um, yes, it, Alex popping off is definitely a win condition for us. It's been a couple <laughs> times we've won without it, but most vast majority of our wins are including that factor. Yeah, it makes me wonder how how we do differently if we. I'm not saying suggesting we do this. It makes me wonder how we do differently if we just didn't have him on the team. Like we'd likely be a division lower, I would imagine, because I'm imagining yeah. he's dragging us up to this one. Mm-hmm. But like, I just wonder how how if we would do better or not if we were without him, but also a lower division. Um, well, I remember one of the <laughs> one of the teams were just like, "How the fuck are you guys in this division?" When they like, because they had tracker installed or whatever and we're walking out our ranks um yeah because look kate's is on the squad as well right yes kate's is actually is higher than me in rank for sure maybe, maybe yeah Chase yeah as yeah because well. kate's is i think kate's is higher than me in ranked or in rank yeah because i think she's plot two right now mm-hmm. yeah i think she she's typically plot something yeah um but yeah, I just remember them just like looking at our looking at our ranks and just being like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, we're all like low gold slash silver. How the fuck are you guys in this division?" <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, which yeah, I just thought was funny. And then they were talking a bunch of shit in game. They're like, "Oh, you guys suck. Like, you guys are really dragging. <laughs> you guys are fucking." Oh, was that the was ass. that the game the other day where someone was trash talking the whole time? I think that, so. That okay. I, I muted that person round one. In chat. Oh no 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 no! There was, was one. There was one where somebody was t- talking shit the entire game, and I muted them round one. And then at the end of the game, I was like, "Was that person still talking shit?" <laughs> you guys were like, "Yeah, the whole game." Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> but wasn't that the game where um, I thought that was not. I thought that, that was, was just a regular game. five stack. Because no, I think that Tony, because we were up was... quite a bit, and Tony was like, "We should start talking shit." No, that's a different game. The, yes, that, okay. both of those games happened. But yeah, yeah, that was a that was a comp game, and then there was one in Premiere as well. I didn't mute okay. them, but I just proceeded to not pay any attention to them. And I and I, I very much pay attention to the chat in comp games, but in Premiere, can't can't be losing focus. Yeah, that's why I immediately muted. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want the distraction of that popping up on the bottom left of my screen. Mm. Like I'm going yep. to look at it. I can't like stop looking at it. The only way I can stop is by not having it show up. I know the only the only time I use the like all chat function and 
Uh, like in games is when something like absurd happens or somebody you don't have like, to use the chat. You just it shows up. Yeah, but like I just straight tune that out unless someone's actively talking to me in it. Yeah. Slash I'm actively talking to someone because like I remember yeah. I remember in one of the games I was just like, yo, Omen, what the fuck? <laughs> because he randomly fired a one bullet through a, through some. Through oh, a yeah, that was fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he randomly just like wall banged with like one bullet and I died. Mm. Um. Was that the one on Ascent where it was like you were walking up Cat and the Omen wall banged you from like Market? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, one random shot through the wall that hit you in the head. And mm-hmm. we were, I was walking up Cat behind you and it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was, I was like, yeah. what the fuck? I'm like, I mean, sure, I was one shot anyway. I don't think it hit me in the head. Okay. But it, it like, killed you. I was very you. low HP. But he and fired like it, a single like, shot. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the ones where you think the guy is probably not cheating, because if he was cheating, he would have masked it by, like, mag-dumping after that. To be like, oh, I'm just, you know, spraying at the angle. I don't, yeah. I don't even know. I think I think it was like we, like, bottom mid was smoked off, and he probably would just, like, was like, ah, oh, fire a bullet up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it could have been an accidental yeah, shot. It might have accidentally Yeah, a misclick, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or like I don't know. It's funny. There's um, I, I I remember this clip in particular because uh, somebody was just like, "Yo, like like it was it was I was on the other side of the shoe. I was the one who fired a shot, right?" And just like got a kill. Um, but the reason I was so surprised about it is because I was actively shooting at a raise who was in front of a viper wall, and I missed with a sheriff. And somebody it was on icebox, and I was playing like yellow, and someone who was snowman. I just like head tapped him through the viper wall because I wasn't like <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even, I wasn't aiming at them. Yeah. I was actively trying to shoot a raise um, mm. who was in front of said viper wall, and I just missed. You missed and <laughs> tapped the other person. Yeah, yeah. yeah chat. We're just like, yo, what the fuck, dude? Like, uh, I I just remember that one quite well because I I then thought like, oh well, I saw the kill notification and the kill sound pop up. Like, I'm assuming I hit the raise because I must have just like barely missed her head or whatever. Uh, and so, like, I kind of turn away to, like, watch a different angle, and then I just see Ray still walking across my screen shooting at me. And I was I was quite baffled, but... Anyway... I've had something similar happen, actually, on Icebox. But, man, mm-hmm. we, we've said all this without getting into the, the main thing that I brought up this topic for, which is um, the smoke changes. The By far the biggest changes of this PBA, PBE, which is that now Astra, Brim, and Omen smokes will play an audio and visual cue 1.5 seconds before they are about to fade. There's oh, it's little, audio too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's these sparkles around the smoke. Basically, sparkles is the best way to say it. And a little, a slight sound. The kind of sound that's going to be easy, easily lost in, like, the heat of combat. But, like, you know, if things it's are like a little a quieter. Sound. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost... Okay. Yeah, it's okay. probably, probably the thing I can compare it in most to is if you have... Jet dash popped, and your dash timer is about to run out. That's probably the thing that it's the closest to. It doesn't oh, so yeah, it flicker, sounds though, like right? No, no, no. It kind of, like, to me, it sounds like there's a jet who's hovering nearby for, like, a split second. Yeah, okay. Um, I can see that as well. But, yeah, like, yeah, it's like there's white sparkles, slight audio cue. No, it does not flicker. It still disappears all at once. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when when it was when we were talking about it in the Discord, somebody was like said flicker, I believe, or like a word along those lines, and I was like, oh, is it going to be like 
partially see through as no, it like fades away. No, not from like that is a, that is huge. That would be but, a no, massive it, nerf. Yeah, but yeah. audio and visual like cue that it's going to fade. I don't necessarily mind. Yeah, it's interesting because there there are two takes on it. First is the is the very minor take that the it seems like they all have the same audio and visual cue between Astra Brimstone and Omen. And Brimstone seems like the odd one out in that Astra and Omen both have sort of mystical magical smokes. Whereas like and the sound that it makes has maybe a tinge of like, you know, mysticism to it, as well as the sparkles. But Brims Brims really don't. They're like, you know, dropped from a orbital satellite or whatever. Um and so the the audio and visual kind of doesn't fit Brim's theme very well, so that's a that's a minor note that doesn't relate to lorically. At all. Yes, lorically. Or, yeah, more but more. the real the real uh, you know thing that people are going back and forth on on Twitter. There's some hot debate happening. Is that this is obviously geared towards uh, ranked play and lower skilled players in terms of reducing frustration of. Oh my god, like, you know, I, I had no idea that smoke was about to fade and I got caught with util in my hand or something like that. Um, but as a result of, the, of that change to, you know, lower skilled players, it also will have an effect for pro games. Because while pros do a much better job of keeping track of smoke timings, there are still times when, you know, someone's on site, they're taking a gunfight, they don't know exactly when the, the, the uh, attackers drop the smoke their team rotates over and they can't calm to their team exactly when the smoke is going to fade. So like this definitely is a nerf to smokes overall that I think will have a significant impact. So uh, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Okay, I don't know if it's a nerf directly to smoke agents because it benefits them as well, knowing exactly when their smoke's going to fade. Well, but okay, what are you talking about? Like no, the person because who especially the smoke at higher rank, they know fall. exactly. They yeah, know no, exactly yeah. when, especially at a higher yeah. rank where that's that's your role. You you yeah. have like a you mental a, note yes, of when that's going to fade. You have a way better idea compared to anyone else in the lobby of when that smoke's going to fade. However, mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment, you might have lost track. Oh, has it been fifteen seconds? Or like, I guess they last fifty or like Omen's last fifteen seconds, but like. Has it been 12 seconds since I dropped it? Has it been 14? Like, I know the smoke's dropping soon, but how long do I have? Like, I, I mean, and, like, I... Technically, I, I but the benefit is much lower than it is to people pushing sure, smokes or on sure, the other side of it. of course. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if you can just outright call it a nerf to smokes. Um, I, I think you can, because, like, the, the amount of difference between, you know, I arrive at a smoke where my teammates previously died, they don't have good info on when that smoke was dropped... I don't know if it's going to fade in, you know, 10 seconds or or two. Like, that is a massive difference. I don't know difference. if it's going to fade in 10 seconds or two. Well, right, well, but I, know I can wait for a half second. I you can know, wait for a half second gonna, and see if it's going to fade. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know, it's yeah. gonna, you know when you get to 1.5 seconds. Right, but, but like... Yeah, my, my point with saying that is that, like, that's being on the other side of the smoke. Whereas if you're a smoke character, even in bronze... We'll say you have an idea plus or minus, you know, five seconds when your smoke is going to fade, which is a pretty big delta, especially if you compare to pro. But you probably have an idea plus or minus five seconds of, like, sensing time when your smoke is going to fade. And that difference between, you know, ten and two seconds of, just to use, throw out some numbers, like, it affects the people who are having to push through the smoke far more than the person dropping the smokes, even if they're not particularly skilled at the game, in my way of looking at it. I mean, I agree. It's it, but like the benefits all about stale smokes, like you were t- saying. 
Um, I like that that term. Like a I haven't heard that being, one before. Yeah, that's good. Being one that you don't know when it was dropped. Like you come around a corner and there's a smoke there. Right. right? And that could be dropping immediately or that could be like, you know, you're thinking, can I cross this angle before this smoke drops? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know if it's not flickering, yes. Yeah. I can safely cross behind the smoke. Right. As soon as it starts flickering, then, you know, oh, I, I shouldn't. Right. Right. Or or no. whatever the timing is. But, you know, if it's not currently flickering, I can get across this angle in less than 1.5 seconds. Like 1.5 seconds is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then uh, I've heard. I, I can't remember who it was. It was some pro player who is not mega well known or anything. I was talking about it on Twitter and saying, he's like, yeah, I see a bunch of people saying that, like, this lowers the skill ceiling of the game, right? And how it's just like, uh, and he was saying, he's like, I don't, he didn't necessarily agree with that. And he's like, he's like, he thinks that it wasn't lowering the skill ceiling, but it's be more accurate to say that it raises the skill floor and it enables, it enables pros to show off their skill in other ways because you now have to be less concerned about keeping track of exactly when this smoke is fading. Uh, and so it enables you to more readily make more other skillful decisions and plays. Um, so he didn't think it was lowering the skill ceiling was his take on it, which I'm not sure if I agree with. Like, Obviously, I don't I, think it's lowering the skill ceiling either. I think that that's very fair, but that's like a completely separate point, right? Which is mm-hmm. which is fine. Well, see, I, would, I, I also I would don't argue, think that it's. I would argue that it does lower the skill ceiling because I think it does. Like, because, no, because it's still very advantageous to know exactly when something's going to drop and know like what timing you have behind it, right? Even at, at, at the pro level. Right, like yeah. there are things that are happening that take longer than a second and a half, and so you're going to need to start those at a certain time, mm-hmm. um, or start planning to do something at a certain time before that visual effect is even there, and therefore it doesn't really matter whether or not it's there in the last 1.5 seconds. Like you're still, you know, planning to exec as it drops, which you know, getting set up for that, making sure that everybody is in position takes longer than 1.5 seconds. So. It's kind of the same in those situations. Well, yeah, I, I guess the yeah, I would um, rephrase what the guy was saying as this more significant impact is raising the skill floor because you know if you look at it as a you know a one vx or yeah like a one vx situation you're the only one on your team you're close to the enemies you know you're in a post plant situation or something like that like you know presumably any smoke that's going to have any sort of impact, you're going to be aware when that smoke drops. And previously you would have to keep track of how long that smoke was going to stay up for, um, whether you're the one dropping it or the one that's, you know, it's being dropped on. And that would, you know, that is a element of skill that now is being removed that you don't need to do that anymore. But I, I think the, the thing, the thing that's very significant is the situations in which, in the chaos of the round, it's virtually impossible to keep te- to keep precise timings on when a smoke is dropped. Like I don't know necessarily in the pro level that people are are standing on site and you know taking a duel, hearing a smoke drop behind them, 
and either counting in their head or looking at the game time, and then when their team is rotating over, calming to their team, this is exactly how many seconds are left on this smoke. I just don't think that's happening. So, like, when it comes to the team play aspect of things, I don't think the skill ceiling aspect is all that significant. And I also think even in the 1v1 case, there are a lot of times where that won't come up. So I, I think that there is a reduction in skill ceiling. It just really isn't that significant versus the skill well, I don't, floor. I don't being think raised. it was ever an active thought that people made. You know, maybe in very rare cases, somebody's sitting there being like one, two, three, four, <laughs> right. Right. you know, up to the 20 well, I, I seconds of a brim realistic. smoke or whatever. I think it'd be more realistic when, like, you have, like, a brim smoke or, like, an omen smoke dropped on you. And, like, you just, like, quickly glance at what the game timer is, and you're like, okay, I know when it gets to a minute and eight seconds left or whatever. Let's just make it simpler. Let's just say like, yeah. when it gets to a minute um, on the game timer, I know the smoke is fading. Um, Fair, and I'm I sure some people do that as well. But I think yeah. that most people in-game just have a sense. Yeah, they know, oh, this is it. an omen smoke. I know how long, in, like, intuitively an omen smoke lasts. Mm-hmm. And so as you get higher in rank and better and up to the pro level, you just have better and better intuition because you've seen so many of them of when exactly it's going to drop. And that intuition could be pretty fucking spot on without yeah. actually actively thinking about how long it's been up. You just mm-hmm. know, oh, the smokes are going to drop now and it could just drop now. Yeah. Um, the Okay. The other thing that I'm thinking of, though, and the way in which this benefits the smoke agents is like if you're just trying to keep an angle smoked off, let's just take a main ascent. Right, like previously, Chase, you might like you might have like a few extra seconds of of over. Oh, I was definitely thinking of this because obviously we're at a low level. I'm sure upper level brim players or smokes players don't um have as much overlap as like I do in my games. Mm-hmm. But I'm often like I'll, I'll drop my uh, my second smoke to resmoke this angle like a, a few seconds early because yeah. I'd rather you know drop it early than late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I have a sense of a round, but it's not yeah. as precise. So right. but now you know, you'll now, know exactly when you need to drop that next smoke. Exactly. And I know, like, oh, if I see it flickering, I, like, take a one count and then I drop it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a one second deploy for, for Brim Smoke, right? Uh, um, yeah, but then also you have to, like, hit E. I think it's E, right? You have to yeah. hit E. Pull yeah. up the fucking iPad. You got to find where it is on the iPad and then click No, it. but my like, iPad's, all, say my iPad's already up. I just I just have to right click. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, holy heck. I just realized in the rare cases where you're only looking to smoke off one angle for the whole round, this does help you get a full 60 seconds of uptime of smoke on that angle as Brim, which is pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, it, it adds yeah, a few seconds. Don't, don't Brim smokes last for 22.5 seconds? Yeah, oh, something like that. okay. I thought it was 20, but yeah, if 20, yeah, even more, you know. I think it's 22.5. A minute and five seconds? Mind. Like, that's just absurd, that amount of smoke. Yeah. No, obviously it's very rare that you'd want to do that, but like that's kind of crazy that you can do that. I mean, I do that a lot with like one ways. If we're talking like bind a, yeah, yeah. a site or or ascent a site, even if they haven't shown presence elsewhere. Yeah, just keep um, that one way up. But like, yeah. So like, yeah, it, it definitely helps, and like, especially I'm thinking like as Omen, like you're saying, who has just the highest number of one ways in the game, right? Um, like if Omen is trying to keep a one way up consistently he knows now exactly when he needs to pull his next smoke out to throw that um instead of having to do it preemptively or risk dropping it for a sec slash having the smoke in his hands as it fades because he's trying to refresh that um 
So, I, uh, again, I, I still would like to go back and say that I don't think it's fair to call this an outright smokes nerf. Uh, Brim smokes last 19.25 seconds. According oh, to the what? Record. Okay, okay. Yeah. So not even 20. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not even 20. Okay. As, as the Brim player, I've, I had no idea what. I knew it was around 20 I, seconds. I, I knew yeah. it was, yeah. I knew it was a weird time, though. Like, I knew it was not 20 seconds on the dot. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to even tell you that. I could have... I said it was 20 on the dot too and that'd be uh, fine yeah. no because i i remember when that change came out and i'm just like well why the fuck did they pick that exact number like that just seems weird <laughs> like i remember having yeah. that thought a lot of a focus uh, group testing first, yeah when they first yeah. made that change i remember just being like how the fuck did they settle on this how number instead of just about... making it an even number 19.5 uh, rounds I... up to 20 which is a little too much we got to make sure it doesn't round up to 20 but 19 is too <laughs> little <laughs> yeah. yeah but like also it, it's it's actually wild that like What's that? You call it four more seconds than an omen smoke? Yeah, yeah. Brim smokes feel like they last a fucking eternity. Oh, yeah. Especially when I'm playing A-Site Heaven with an op. And I get yeah, up get there, off. and yeah. it's smoked. No, but, like, it's already smoked when I get to heaven. And I'm like, all right, well... All right, time to twiddle my thumbs for a little bit. But, like, I know the smoke's gonna fade somewhat soonish. And then well, as I'm waiting, I hear the next brim smoke come through, and I'm just like, well, fuck me. <laughs> I'm to swing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's time to fucking jump out of heaven. Um, mm-hmm. Which, uh... Oh, I think, I think I saw an omen do this, actually. Like, an omen put a floating smoke in the air outside of heaven to, like, jump down with it. As the smoke was falling. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Um, you fall sma- faster than smoke, but I think if you time it right, you can almost cover yourself. Yeah, I, I don't think you can be wholly covered, but like you can be mostly covered, right? Um, and I, I, I just thought that was a really cool, um, a really cool interaction there. But I still stand by the fact that Omen Smoke should just stay wherever the fuck you put him. I kind of like the disappearing one ways, um that people are able to throw with omen smokes because they do fall mm-hmm. kind of slowly is like, if you throw a smoke on an angle, that's like at one way height and then peak it as it's falling, then you have yeah. a one way for a couple of seconds. And then when it falls, you still, you, ha- you got a smoke there where you wanted it anyway. Right. Uh, I think that's kind of cool. Can't do that with brim. It falls immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. as a player, this change is only going to benefit me, pretty much. Like, much more than it will, will hurt me, both like both as a Brim player and playing against Smokes. Mm-hmm. But then we're also fucking low elo. So yeah. that's what we're saying, is that it des- definitely benefits people at lower elo than, more than it does at upper. Yeah, I... I, I I don't know. I, I've yet to see it, and like obviously, this is a PBE change. Has this been confirmed? Well, as uh, we've I, said, I was I was reading from the patch notes posted by Valorant to the Valorant PBE subreddit. So yeah, it's confirmed. I mean, it's confirmed for PBE. It's confirmed like, for PBE. Is it confirmed for live? Well, we, no, we've no, said no, that that's ninety nine point nine percent right confirmed right. for patch notes. There is one. There is, there is one, one instance. That's what that we, yeah, which game. we've discussed. What but, that was. There are I, how many PBE changes have there been? Infinite. Is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm and just trying one? to think what the one was that didn't make it in. 
We've discussed it on podcast, but it wasn't me who brought it up, and now I don't remember mm-hmm. what it yeah, was. Yeah, we definitely discussed it at some point. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, maybe, like, maybe they should have put the whole, you can't queue with Ascendant and above people in PBE, because that was the, the first time maybe ever that Riot has announced the change and then immediately just reverted the change without changing something else. Like, that was literally patched maybe two patches later. They were like, nah, we decided that that was a mistake. Which we've said on podcasts, right? Doesn't really want to do, but they they did it. Yeah, they usually change something else, like like with the Aries, where they made it quote unquote worse than it was before. Right, like it, the the riot standard would be to to be like now if you have someone over ascent in your party, you must all be exactly one tier of rank apart. So like an ascendant, a uh, a diamond, a plat, a gold, and a silver, like one in each. That like that's the that <laughs> yeah, part. and that is the only <laughs> right. way you can queue exactly. together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can actually queue with a four stack at, if uh, if you're iron three, silver two, bronze one, and ascendant uh, two. That, that <laughs> exactly. is the only combination <laughs> that can four stack. Yeah. So they they initially made that change to stop people from boosting their way into um into immortal. Well, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They they did that, and then. It was there was such an outcry from people wanting to play with their friends, which yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were like, okay, well, the people, like the amount of accounts that are being boosted into like Radiant is not, not high enough yeah, to, to justify to justify the inconvenience to everybody else, and mm-hmm. we'll try to find another way to combat that. Right, and in terms of competitive integrity, like it re- it reduces boosting, but it greatly increases smir- it greatly increases smurfing potentially. For people who want to, for you know, the ascended and above players who want to queue with their friends who are not ascended. Yeah, but boosting is against TOS. Smurfing isn't. Well, right, but I think Riot realizes that both are negative to their ecosystem, and so I think that's that's a big part of their change. Because like, it's yes. not like people were saying, "Oh, Riot, now I can't play with my friends anymore. I'm just going to not play with them on my main." Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like Riot definitely yeah. wants to reduce smurfing to an extent. They don't want to kill it because it makes them money. But if it happens yeah, yeah, too yeah. much, people are going to get really frustrated. No, of course. And they don't want, and then, then those yeah. people don't want to play the game either. Yeah, so exactly. You yeah, have yeah, to strike yeah. a that. balance. There, there's a happy, yeah, there's a happy medium that Riot is like perfectly content with. Right. Um, oh God, what was I going to say about this? I had something to say. Um, I can't remember what it was. You always got something to say, Kaz. I know. Oh well, we can move on. Yeah, well, moving oh, actually, on. No, no, hold on. I figured out what it was. <laughs> um, the. <laughs> As some people pointed out, and I, I don't know if you guys have seen the glittery animations that the smokes have when they're fading, but, like, man, it looks stupid. I think it looks I'm fine for Omen for... and Astra. I think it looks dumb for Brim. As I think it, like, doing. it only ever looks okay on Astra. Like, it looks kind of stupid on Omens, too. Like, maybe if you designed, like, a more subtle indicator or like i'd also be totally fine with just the audio yeah without the visual as well if they want to introduce this as like a hey we're trying to raise the skill floor a bit um and we want to have this be a change for the way in which smokes work so that as hunter is saying when you get to some random angle that already happens to be smoked off there's just slightly less variance on oh is this going to be dropping as i'm halfway through crossing this angle um or whatever but, I mean, why do you need visuals at all? Why don't we just play with a black screen? That's not quite what I was getting at, but, like... I don't know, I'm just saying, like, I feel like the audio cue might be enough. And the, like, because... 
Like, the, the, the sparkly stuff looks really stupid, in my opinion. No, I haven't seen it, and obviously the, I, I, the, the black screen thing really was, was, a, was a, a joke. But, uh, I mean, we play a cartoon game. There's a lot of stupid shit that goes on. <laughs> yeah. It's, All right. uh, yeah, whatever. Moving on, because I, this could change. Hunter. There's a potential that this changes before launch. What's up, Cass? Yeah, before you move on to the next topic, uh, there's like a mini thing that I wanted to discuss here. Go for uh, it. Which is, lorically, how the fuck does Kill or does KO shut down, like, Killjoy's shit? Like, Killjoy's not a radiant. In fact, yeah, so how the fuck does, like, lorically, how the fuck does, like, KO shut down non-radiance? Yeah, I mean, well, he, has a, he has a knife. Yeah, which it's... Which then has a suppression radius. Yeah, like I, I think I think the, the way like, to quickly how the fuck does this does this I don't know does work? it interrupt the uh, the brain waves of radiance and the uh, the electronic waves of Killjoy's stuff? Yeah, that that's okay, what I was going to say. That Killjoy might not have been the greatest example because Kill, like you could consider it like a temporary EMP. Um, yeah, which, I think it's like, like an EMP to both like brain waves and. Uh, yeah, I think if you look at the knife as, electronic waves. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. That if you look at it as the knife both disrupting uh, magic, uh, you know, radiant abilities and electronic abilities, that reduces, that solves most of the abilities in the game. Um, I'm trying to think of one that it doesn't. Well, there's two. There's two that come to mind immediately for me, which would be Brim's Molly and Viper's Molly, both of which are entirely physical mm -hmm. abilities, which shouldn't be shut down by the KO knife. You would think. Um, Say, and ch Chamber uh, Headhunter would be along the same yeah, route. Yeah, or alt. Yeah. Or alt, yeah. Is yeah. Chamber considered a Radiant? Or is he just a rich guy? No. I don't think he's considered a Radiant. But, like, looking okay. at the electronic aspect of that. that sure, way. sure, sure. Is is Viper a Radiant? No, I, I don't, don't so. think so. No. Because as far as I'm aware, like... Viper's a chemist. Yeah, like, why, why yeah. would it shut down Viper Orb? Viper Orb is just there. Like, her well, Viper, is just there. Viper Orb, it has Orb is... amount of toxin levels. Well, no, no like it Viper requires Orb is an electronic signal. Yeah, yes, remotely triggered. You would imagine, yeah, you'd imagine there's an electronic signal to the Viper Orb if she's not radiant. Yeah, 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 but like... And the okay, EMP but then, like, that yeah, but it would be, it would be an on-off thing, no? Not mm, a... Not, lorically, it could be a constant. Yeah, I guess it lorically, could be, yeah. it could be a constant. It's only up while receiving signal. Because as soon as Viper dies... Then it also yeah. goes down. I will say, yeah. okay, sure, I am so sure. glad that I'm now able to make this reference, and Chase will get it now that he plays Risk of Rain. But I'm glad that uh, Valorant took this approach of just making it consistent. It disables all abilities versus versus Risk of Rain Two, where it's like, yeah, and anything besides like a standard stage, Brim just can't have two of his abilities <laughs> because it doesn't make sense in the lore. <laughs> they do the opposite. That's so, yeah, so <laughs> fucking dumb. What is that yeah. character? The dumbest fucking character? Uh, Captain. 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 Cap fuck Captain. <laughs> I actually really like worst, Captain. The worst thing. Oh, uh, you, you got, like, yeah. these drones, but, like, they don't work on stages where drones don't work, so then you just have half of your kit. Not even. You have one-third of your kit available <laughs> <Right>. to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, rating through this list here. The Radiants are Astra, Fade, Jet, Neon, Omen, Phoenix... Reyna, Sage, Sky, and Yoru. So yeah, anybody okay. else Those all is make a non-radiant. Yeah. Right? Um, that makes sense. It's all people with magical abilities or not. Whoa, whoa, whoa what the fuck? Harbor's not a radiant? 
Yeah, because he found that like gauntlet thing, which is where he gets all his powers oh, from. Oh yeah, things entirely in the gauntlet. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have necessarily. I would have maybe um, pegged him as a radiant, but since you mentioned that, that's that's why it is. Yeah. yeah okay. How about okay, Sova? What do you mean? All of his stuff high gadgets. Tech, oh. Yeah, yeah. He's he has got a, a bunch war- of like high tech shit. He's like double okay. stuff. He's like Hawkeye. I thought I, I thought I heard you uh, list him in that list. No, I, I don't think Gas did. Sage and okay. Sky are the S agents. Oh, okay, okay. I, okay. I, I, I misheard Sova there somewhere. Raise. Now, if you want to argue that you can't use Boombots because of electronic shit, but there ain't. But an EMP ain't stopping no fucking grenade or a rocket launcher. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Raise. Raise. Yeah, yeah. Nade and rocket right launcher both. Well, and I would say tech. Nade is purely physical. Rocket launcher could involve some tech that could be disabled. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, but the Nade yeah, for but sure. Nade, you're pulling Nade a pin and throwing a Molly or Viper Molly. Yeah. yeah, you pull a fucking pin. Right, yeah. I, I'm like, I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think fair, except for those like, like simple like Molly approaches. Yeah, I mean, clearly, um, clearly the lore doesn't quite work here. I don't know what else yeah, there is to discuss. Yeah. It's just a, it's yeah. just a blanket. You can't use your abilities, and it works with ninety percent of them. I, yeah, right, I, I, right. Well, but then also, like Jet can still hover. Yeah, and like yeah, you know, Jet's broken, and like Harbor's yeah, yeah, entire yeah. kit as well. <laughs> like if it's all coming from the power of this glove, and it's a knife that shuts down radiant plus EMP, presumably that wouldn't include magic. Like I, I don't I don't know how much certain word there is to discuss about this. Like. It's you inconsistent have to wait lore. Until the TV like, show comes out yeah. and then they'll explain it all. Exactly. The yeah, TV yeah, yeah. show. I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I just kind of feel like. Uh, I just kind of feel like KO Knife just like lorically doesn't make sense. Obviously, there are plenty of other things that lorically don't make sense. Like when Brimstone like, think about how half the shit. Yeah. The smoke just like magically teleports through literally anything that was above that. Right, right. And doesn't leave a gaping hole in whatever roof. It went through. <laughs> yes, the DVP podcast believes that there should be, uh, you know, destruction of objects in, on each uh, map due to Brim's util being used. And also, you know, the very new player-friendly approach of items that aren't electronic or radiant-based being not shut down oh, by KO Knife. I, I was just <laughs> Surely that would be an improvement like, to the game. <laughs> can Brim just not smoke off hell? In a lot of places, no. You have a two-dimensional map, and it goes yeah. to either heaven or hell, depending on the place. Yeah, because right. I think we've discussed this in the context of when we've mentioned multiple times in the past, but kind of a while ago, the idea of a more vertical map, where we've said mm-hmm. that like that would require a new form of brim smoke targeting, because it just wouldn't work with this current method. Well, I, I like, and I guess the way that I could see it done, like, assuming we're playing on a three-level vertical map, there's a basement, there's a first floor, there is a second Yeah, there's side, yeah, side, side. You have multiple screens on your, mm-hmm. or, like, vertical. Yeah, it just pop up as three different things. Or right. or it pops up with the floor that you're on, and you have to toggle up or down floors. Sure. But, yeah. I think more more just, it, they should all just show up as three different floor plans. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I was already just thinking about that, and we're thinking about KO, and just, like... Also, I think it's weird that, like, it stops certain things that are, like, already... Okay, because it doesn't stop an ability that's already been used when that knife goes off, right? For reference, if a raise throws a nade, 
Yes. Raze getting caught by KO alt slash KO knife is not going to make the nade disappear. Right? Yes. It was like actions already taken. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going with card laid, card played kind of mentality. But why does, why does Cypher shit fucking just not work then? Like, I already put the tripwire there. It's not like I'm trying to put the tripwire there. Like, it's already been placed. I mean, Cass, there are several times on podcasts you've said this, so I feel like it's legit for me to say it, where you're just like, I do not care. <laughs> I, I feel the same way about this. Like, clearly it's like gameplay consistency over lore in this case. Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, you put the trip there, it'll go off. Like, is I there mean, really okay, more to discuss it's the here? same. Yeah, it's yeah. the same as Viper's thing, is that right. uh, Cypher trips need a constant source from Cypher in order to stay active. Sure, Therefore, sure, when he dies, sure. they go down. They don't stay for the rest of the round. Um, yeah, you could say the Cypher trip like, can't if communicate throws, back to Cypher that it's being popped, so like... Mm-hmm. Right, if, he, if you yeah. pop a cage before the, the knife goes off, then the cage stays up. It doesn't immediately yeah. go down. Yeah, Unlike a Viper wall or orb, which would immediately go down because it needs that constant source. So it's things sure. that are com- are committal versus things that are lasting the entire round. Okay. Alright. Good enough. Yeah, so, so it, I feel like it's consistent gameplay-wise, even though it's not consistent lore-wise. Oh, oh it's very consistent gameplay-wise. I just find it annoying. I fucking hate chaos. <laughs> so this is yeah. the anti-KO uh, Yeah, this is the anti-KO copy. Yeah. Hey, you have fun playing this game? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's real the most CSGO character. Nine yeah. cost Razel, which is probably the most quote-unquote fun you're going to have this half. Because you sure as fuck aren't getting it more than once a half. Oh, yeah, no, here's an E ability I get for free. Fuck you. You don't get to have fun. Yeah, hitting a raise you know, mid-flight with ult, with KO knife, is uh, very, very fun. If you're KO and very unfun. <laughs> If you're yeah, it's raised, just like, like ah, I, man. I, I feel like KO is just like, a, no, you don't get to have fun. I mean, oh, I, you have a very elaborate Killjoy slash Cypher setup? Too bad. Fuck you. You don't get to have fun. I, I feel like that's why it's very good that they have made sure that, that KO isn't overtuned. Like, there was a brief period where KO was the dominant initiator, and they dialed that back mainly by making sure that the right click flash wasn't like the best duelist flash in the game. And Mm -hmm. now that it isn't, like, I think all of that is fine because KO is not a dominant initiator. That Sova and Sky are, well, I don't know why I said Sova. That Sky is so good, you know, Fade and Sova are competing with KO for that, like, more situational initiator spot. Breach is, like, the best initiator on some maps. So, like, yes, it does suck sometimes, but the fact that you don't see a KO every game in ranked, I think, makes it okay. It's not like yep. it's Jet Reyna pick rates on KO, in which case, yeah, that no, would no, really be annoyed. Yeah. Also, uh, KO has a dog shit win rate in ranked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we, yeah, we discussed that a while ago. I mm-hmm. haven't checked that recently, but I, I don't imagine it's changed, given that nothing... So it's not, it might not be fun, but it's also not good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's not good without good team coordination, and even then, there are often better options, depending on the map. Um, mind if we move on to the next topic? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, this one is should be pretty short. This is just that I don't want to get too far away from the polls channel of our Discord, which we have uh, let simmer for a while. So this is all the way back at the beginning of September. We asked the chat after we debated KJ versus Viper ult, whose ult is stronger? 
And by we, I mean Blate. I forgot to make the poll, and he made it for me. There are many other times I forgot to make it a poll, and just it just hasn't happened. But in this case, he came through and actually did it. Um, so, KJ versus Viper. We have nine votes in favor of KJ and eight votes in favor of Viper. So, pretty close, but uh, people uh, sided with KJ over Viper there. I think that that's dumb. No, I, mean, I, think that, I, I, I think that that's true i i think i don't remember i don't yeah. remember who i was arguing for on the podcast you were arguing for kj i was arguing for Viper. Okay. yeah okay i think yeah. i was arguing for viper as well because i can't like i think that that's ridiculous there i think there was a long discussion about this too when when this yeah. happened but um like in the discord and on the podcast mm-hmm. but um yeah viper ult for sure no. Yeah, sometimes sometimes I see the results of polls and I'm like, what the heck you got I can't believe you guys voted for this. Even though I think Viper Alt is stronger, I don't really mind that people thought KJ Alt was better, especially since it was somewhat close. Just because um at the end of the day, they're very different ults in terms of what they accomplish. So it, it really is like how much do you value taking sight initially versus securing sight? And as it's not like it's chamber ult versus raise ult, which I think is a much more closer comp. So like, well, I guess I say Raze ult versus Neon ult I think is a much closer comp, and Raze is better. But like, you know, I, I'm not I'm not upset about this. Is what I'm saying. I'm I'm, gl- I'm interesting. I'm interested to see that people thought it was you know. No, I just know that I'm right, and that everybody that disagrees <laughs> with me is wrong. <laughs> so that, therefore, I'm upset. Oh, so what you're saying, Wait, Chase, is that we've created a ban list of people who are just incorrect and should be booted from the server. There we go. Well, hey, I'm going to do that You know what right I have now. on my wall right there, right? <laughs> I'm right, you're wrong? <laughs> Something <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> That's funny. The, uh, it, it's the, the drawing Louise made for me. And, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, I know. It's framed. Book. Yeah, yeah. The um, only decoration in your entire room is a page that my girlfriend colored for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got playing cards over here. <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah, those are, are some nice decorations. Yeah. Oh. I got some stuff. All right, onto the. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than when you first moved in, and it was like completely blank. Versus how Chase had it nicely decorated, and I was like, "Oh my god, it looks like you moved to a uh, mental asylum." It still does not look like the same room at all, which is fine because we we are different people. We don't have to decorate our room similarly. But the fact that you are currently in my old room is like insane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just don't have shit to put up on the walls, and then like I wanted to buy uh, an uncut sheet of playing cards. And then I was looking at the price, and I'm just like, "Ah, oh, dude, like, the one I want's really expensive. I can't justify this. <laughs> like, it costs so much more fucking money than buying the deck of cards. Mm. I'm saving you the effort of having to cut it. <laughs> shouldn't it be, like, shouldn't it be just the same cost? Like, if not cheaper? Um, Alright, so, uh, yeah. next poll. This is one that I actually did post uh, late, but here is the episode 91 poll, as I said. So this is about Omen Alt versus Yoru signature ability. Oh, this one. Yes. So the options were, would Omen Alt, well, the question was, would Omen Alt be an upgrade if Yoru had it as a signature free ability? And the options were yes, no, and Omen Alt is generally worse than signature abilities across agents, and no, but would be an upgrade over several agent signatures, but doesn't fit in Yoru's kit, and so would be a downgrade. So either it would be an upgrade, or it it would, but not for Yoru, or it uh, would, and it includes Yoru. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't like the way that you phrased this poll. 
Really? I mean, I think that uh, it, this may not be a fair assumption, but I would hope that the people answering this poll have listened to the podcast and therefore have a better idea of what we're actually discussing. I will say, I think I said it backwards verbally there. I think if you read the poll in the poll channel, it makes more sense. No, no, I, 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 yeah. I'm currently reading it right now, but like the reason I don't like this is because I don't like, op- like, okay, the, the way that you listed the yes and the no's, yeah. And, like, the fact that there are two no options, I'm not a fan of. I think, like, because... Oh, asking, that's some bullshit right there, guys. No, 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 that's, a, we that's a fair criticism What we were of, discussing like, in the pod is whether Omen Alt would be better than Yoru's current E-ability if Yoru got that for free every single round. Yeah, but the then only, we also... There are only two options. There are only two options. The answer is yes or the answer is no. No, because, like, a big part of that pod was then talking about what if you put Omen Ult in other agents' kit, and how would replacing, like, Omen Ult with other agents' signatures, like, be but, but a difference what, versus Omen's? That, that is a separate not, argument, though. That, that that's is a, a separate point. That's a whole separate thing. That wasn't the poll. That shouldn't have been the poll. That's not what we were getting at. And well, as you... Cass and I were on the side of, yes, it's an upgrade, we, we want to see that have a fair shot. I feel like it is a fair <laughs> shot. I feel like if you if you read the question and you think Omen Ult is an upgrade over Yoru's signature, then yeah, you just put yes. You don't even bother like considering the difference between the no's. Like I, f- okay, I feel but like it's fine. Im- imagine like a poll of uh, like you know a political poll of like do you agree with this opinion? And the the answers are the classic. You know, it's usually like strongly agree, somewhat agree, uh, neutral, like somewhat disagree. 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 Yeah. Yeah. What if it was just agree and then disagree, somewhat disagree? I feel like that's a huge straw man because, like, this is like, this is a very simple question to which people could answer yes. I'm not saying, like, if I, if the question was, is Omen Alt a good, uh, substitute for a signature ability? And the answers were like, then yes and no, and then the Yoru specifically no. Like, then I would totally agree. I would say that, yeah, it'd be pretty hard for people to pick the yes because there's a lot of stuff going into that. Similarly, in a political poll where you're like, do you support the current U.S. government uh, stance towards Israel? Which is like, you know, a huge topic, which what on earth does that even mean? And so any sort of nuanced answer is going to win out. But in this case, it's really fucking simple if you think that Omen Ult is better than Yoru's signature. You don't need nuance there. Okay. Like, you Hold either on. do there's, there's or you don't, and then there's nuance in the don't. What? Okay. For option number two, which we're saying no, an Omen Ult is generally worse than, like, the signature abilities across agents. The other agents aren't in, in question here. We don't give a fuck about the other agents. But they were in the podcast! I was doing this because, based on what our discussion was in the podcast, I wanted to capture that, that's that. A whole separate, that's a whole separate thing, right? The question here is, would Omen Ult be an upgrade if Yoru had it as a signature ability? That is the question. Right? That's not how our conversation also, went. For, okay, but for both no options here. You also listed, like, stuff that goes with it. Yeah! Like, you give, like, an explanation for the no. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like, yes, comma, and then you give, like, a little explanation of the yes here. I mean, I feel like you're leaving people in layer. <laughs> There's no... I mean, what are you talking about? There's just, no need to explain it for yes. Would it be better just, like, than the default signature ability? This is an inherently biased poll. It's it's I just it's combining two polls in one. 
it's, it's also, the exact fucking same as if I said this question, yes, no, and then put another poll saying, would Omen Ult be an upgrade for other agents in the game in general? That is would a it much be an more up- fair way to do it. I don't yes. think so. Oh my it's god. percent more fair <laughs> way to do it. Uh, okay, maybe I'm gonna, there's gonna be a new poll after this episode. <laughs> would it have been more fair if I made the previous poll the way Cass and Chase described? Yes or no? <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We haven't even gone over the results yet, so the answer. I I think they can be assumed based on cast in mind. (laughs) Well, just to be clear, so Obinol being an an upgrade over Yoru's signature ability, there are four votes for yes. Uh, No, there are, and Obinol is generally worse than signature abilities. There are two votes for, and no, it would be an upgrade over several agents' signatures, but doesn't fit in Yoru's kit, and so it would be a downgrade. There are five votes for. So there are four votes to uh, six votes uh, in, th- in the no winning category, which is what Chase and Gas are furious about. Trying yeah, to find ways we're, to discredit I'm gonna be, No, no, no. We're, we're furious that you're combining those two and placing them against the one option for yes. Because they're the yes and a no. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That, those are, you're right. Those are the only two options. There's yes or there's no. Yes. There aren't multiple We would both caveats. be less upset if it was a six to four vote, and instead it is a, or a seven to four vote, and instead it is a, uh, what, a four to two to five vote. Okay, I am so pissed off about this. Like, before I go to bed tonight, I'm not even waiting to post the episode. I'm going to make the poll. Would the okay, previous poll also, have been more fair if it was two questions? Because I don't think that's important for this kind of a question. Okay, I'm, and I'm sure we talked about this on the podcast yeah. in which we were discussing this whole thing here. Mm-hmm. But what the fuck? Omenold can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah but it a, takes that's so what fucking I'm saying. long. It's, a, it's so dumb to... Uh, <laughs> say no here. Anywhere. Yes, it's such. Yeah, but you here's all this yeah, is so fucking. No, I'll, like, I'll let you, you have your story. Go ahead. The, like, ah, oh, like I feel like we don't need to get into this again. But like, I'm just saying, like, oh, say I'm fucking vents, right? I'm trying to get out of vents as Yoru. My fucking orb can't climb the motherfucking ropes. Yeah, I have Omen Ult for free every round. Motherfucker, I can use it twice! Fuck, I can use it three times! That I was one thing like, that wasn't specified. Do you get two charges of Omen Ult versus one? I think one is more fair. Given the context. Okay, okay, oh, I wasn't even- I totally even forgot about the fact that Yoru just gets two E's by default. No, no, right. I'm talking about the fact that Duelist- like, Oh, the Duelist recharge on two kills. Recharge after kills. Yeah. I can get two kills and fucking Omen Ult again! It takes Omen six kills to Omen Alt again. Yeah, yeah. So guess what? You're playing Yoru to be a duelist, right? You're going to entry onto site because your jet is holding an op and isn't, you know, entering shit. They're just peaking long angles. So there you go. You pop your ult. You go back onto site. Your team is waiting to see what happens. They're kind of tentatively pushing forward as happens in rank. You're like, oh, there's a guy looking at me. I have to cancel. Now you're out of the round for 15 fucking seconds while you're, you know, animating the there and back again. You've done shit. You found someone is there in a common angle that you could have found with a sky flash. And now you've gotten done nothing. Like, I really don't think it's as good as you're thinking it is. Like, yeah, situationally, it's great. I mean, okay. I think it's dumb to say that you expect Yoru to be played in the exact same way when his kit is changing. Oh, that, sure, sure, that's fair. Also, Yoru is a duelist by a technicality. 
the technicality being he is labeled as a duelist. Yes. But he, but in, in Hunter's example, yeah. saying you you must play him as a duelist because your other duelist isn't doing the duelist role, which I think is a fair... Uh, that happens a lot in every ranks. agent yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, but I, is know, every some, fucking agent in the game? Sometimes oh, you have to play Brim like that, you know? Yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. I'm playing Chamber. I'm a literal Sentinel. Nobody's fucking entering? Well, guess I'm W-King on to site. Yeah. Like, come at me, bitch. Um, okay. like, yeah, that's literally <laughs> just every other agent in the game. Is there another poll, or is that the no, last that's the, the last poll? poll. <laughs> I have other topics, but that's the last poll. Okay. There you go. I'm gonna go take a piss, then, so... Go for it. Second break take, in the podcast. Take the piss out of you, then take the piss out of me, you know? Mm-hmm. There is so little time left that you can't peek an angle... Uh, that they must be crouched in order for you to hit their head. Sorry, I, I, you're going to have to explain that one a little better. So there, there's, su- there's such little time left that you need to hit a headshot. Okay. But you can't see their head. But We're, there is a yeah. gravnet flying in before this point. Okay, okay. That forces them to crouch so that then you can see their head? And then headshot them before the time is up. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, see where you're, I see where you're coming from. I can't think of any angles in the game that that applies to. Here's what it is. It's a revert. It's like a, it's a one-way situation, but you're trying to invert the one-way. You've, your teammate has thrown a one-way late in the round. It's now a 1v1. You're facing the opponent. However, you have a ghost, which is you know, very bad at body shot damage or anything but headshot damage. And there's like one second left in the in the, in the uh, <laughs> round. So you need to pull them under the one way so you can shoot their head. <laughs> so you throw the grab net to force them to I, I have a better, I have a better cherry pick situation. Yeah. You have a ghost. Sage uses her wall to create a one way. Mmm. Okay. Yes, because you can't shoot through it. Because you can't shoot through the wall anyway. But that's the one way, be- you see yeah, their feet, better. you could probably just hit them in the head anyway. But yeah, right. I, I like the idea with the sage wall here, in which there's a sage wall one way. I mean, just um, how diff- how hard we had to work for that shows how bad of an ability it is. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cheap. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's legitimately something that all of us have. Like, you know. Over 500, probably each over a thousand hours of Valorant, and we've never come into that scenario where we're like, man, I really wish I could force this person to crouch under a sage wall so I could shoot them in the head. <laughs> also, like, yeah. how many fucking sages use her wall as a one way? Not very many, no. Yeah. I, this is a cold reopen, I, by the way. I'm, I've been recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I never saw my recording. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. But, uh, okay, because I was going to say, I know there's actually a quite, quite a good one. For um, B site sunset post plant. It's actually a pretty solid sage wall one way, um, so that you can see Spike and they can't see hmm. you. Um, but also, unlike a smoke one way, you can shoot the wall out. So there's that. I mean, unless you're talking about harbor smoke. Okay, touche. You can shoot yep. that smoke out. Yes, you can smoke shoot that <laughs> smoke out. Yeah. Didn't think of that one. Yeah. Viper, you okay. can shoot that Hold smoke on. out. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think here. By shooting the Viper. 
<laughs> That's some big brain strats right there. Yeah, uh, damn. Okay. You plant spike. You stage wall it off. They gotta shoot through that stage wall to then get to the spike, right? Right. You have a deadlock wall lineup. As you hear them shooting out the sage wall to get to the spike, you throw your deadwalk wall lineup, which then also sections off the spike. So they have to shoot through that too Yo. to then get to the spike. Also, it's pistol round. Yeah, I'm like, this is a <laughs> pistol round strat that requires you running sage deadlock. <laughs> and would probably about. work on that corner in split A site. Is yes. the one scenario where I'm yeah. thinking. <laughs> it, it, it's funny that you behind, mentioned behind Gen on A site ascent. Yeah, like that Gen plant mm-hmm. that sages that usually or quite often wall off anyway. And then you just have a deadlock lineup. You might need to make that scooter jump to get on top of that wall, so that you can like then jump throw your 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 machete. You know. I, I don't jump? know. I don't know Sunset well enough. No, oh, wait, no, no. Sorry. Scent. Oh, oh, Ascent. Yeah. Ascent. Oh, oh, Ascent. Oh, 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 no, you know, you said Ascent. Okay. You said I Ascent, and I was thinking of the bike. But then you said scooter yeah. jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the bike was a scooter, but I guess it's a bike. Yeah, okay. I've never heard anyone call it a scooter, but it could be. I don't know. Yeah, um, actually, uh, Scooter Braun um, put that bike in. He designed it, so. No way. It's the scooter bike. Yeah. Okay, at any rate. Yeah. Um, Just Brit- a thought. Yeah. I-, I will say that it's funny that you mentioned a weird team comp of Sage and Deadlock because I was thinking before this episode when we learned together that Premier uh, is now rewarding seeding more, what I was going to suggest is for at least our first game on Sunset, we all pick an agent that we want to play just selfishly, no regard for team comp. And we all insta-lock that agent, so we don't discuss what agents we're playing at all. We just all insta-lock one and see how it goes. But now that we have to actually, you know, now that we actually want to win both if possible, uh, maybe we don't do that. But you know exactly how that goes, is we're going to have the same team comp, and then all is going to be there, like, oh, I guess I'll still fill. um, (laughs) Like, I don't really know what to to lock. (laughs) That is Uh, accurate. Like, it's going to be the exact same otherwise, except for maybe you playing, like, Yoru or something. Well, the funny thing is that I thought, do I whip out a deadlock if that happens? Which is why I thought of Oh, see, I was thinking, like, three of us, you already know what the picks are. Right. Yeah, we have Jet Raina Brim guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have we have Raina Brim actually. This really is me and all changing. being the surprise <laughs> yeah, eventually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be you and all, which are the only two, but also all if he's in the mindset of, oh, I like I wanna fill and like make the team comp good, right? He knows who three of us are picking anyway. <laughs> You're yeah. the only wild card. Uh, insert the the incredible clip of uh Charlie for Bali, always sunny. Wild card, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we're not going to probably not doing that makes sense. I hadn't thought about it that way, that it would be less dramatic. Also doing that also that makes sense. Cause it's kind of the same. Yeah. We're going to do that anyway. The question is, uh, who does all Phil has? Yeah. <laughs> or how much information does all have to then decide what he's going to fill? 
Well, I have a two-part question to end the podcast on if you guys are good with it. Okay. All right. So part one is, you know, the taking a question that is used in uh, psychology and motivational speeches very often and turning it Valorant flavored. And that is, you know, why do you get up in the morning? What, what drives you to, you know, start your day every day? But we're not going to ask that question because that is a cringe question. We are instead asking, what, what is it that keeps you playing Val? And the, the reason that I uh, thought of this is because I very nearly took a break from Val. I was telling Chase this. I don't think you were in the call at the, at the time, Cass. But, like, I was considering uh, dropping off of our premier team before this season just because I was enjoying playing uh, Baldur's Gate and Cyberpunk and uh, maybe a little Starfield in there as well. I'm just like, you know what, I don't know if I care enough to maintain my form for Valorant and then I don't want to be literally only playing Valorant for Premiere because then I'd just be terrible. Um, but what what sort of brought me back around to it is just that, you know, I enjoy the spectacle of Valorant, the uh, abilities going all over the place, the ability to, you know, think through the game and, uh, and win with the mental side of things along with the physical highlights and more than anything else, just playing with the homies that like, I, that's honestly the biggest thing above all is just that I would, I would hate to, you know, not be a part of the fun of Premiere and, you know, continuing to keep up with things with you guys. But yeah, what, what is your reason that you don't stop playing uh, Val? As you got something? Mm. No, why don't, why don't you take this one first? I'm, I'm still thinking. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just like that I'm dog shit at it. <laughs> it like gives me something that I'm like. I mean, I'm not good at a lot of things, but I like. I really like, you know, the struggle of like feeling that like you're good at something and then realizing, oh, I'm trash, and then like trying to learn more and get better. <laughs> I, I but, get like, that. Yeah, not not to an extent where I will like dedicate everything to valorant to get better but it's just like a fun way to like quickly get that feeling you know yeah of like, like oh I'm every improving. improvement feels yeah like, like you have a you yeah. have a good improvement or you have a good like a, a very fast low feeling which then makes the next one better right yeah um yeah. i don't know hmm. i mean maybe i'm just addicted to that to that up and down a little bit but also got like, it got it it's like really the only video game i found that I am like this with other than kind of melee for, for a long time. Um, yeah. Where, where like I will actually play the video games, but it's also like, I never played video games growing up. So it's kind of new and exciting in that way still for me. Yeah. So the question is, uh, and then of course like hanging out with the homies, you feel the it. same way. <laughs> yeah, out, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Hanging out with what? Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. When I, well, yeah, when I've been radiant number one for like 200 of those episodes and it's, it's kind of <laughs> hard to, <laughs> Jeez, it's radiant by episode 100. That would be insane. I, I'll put a bet on it. I will pay you $300 if you hit radiant without any cheats before episode 100. Like, God, that I have six weeks? Yes, yes. If you hit radiant in six weeks, I will pay you $300. You can hold me to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good luck. Um. Yeah, I was just like, I, I generally agree with that. It feels nice that, like, there's a semi-tangible method uh, like to to see the improvement right it's like oh i'm getting better and i can see it because my rank is going up right 
for the most part, obviously there are times when the rank goes down and it's just like, oh, well, shit. Sucks. There are other times I'm like, yeah, maybe you're getting better at the game, but the your rank does not change to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still kind of feel like you're getting better. There's, of course, the, uh, the like, well, what the fuck? I'm, I know I'm, I feel like I'm getting better, but my rank's not ch- changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, in general, I... I know. I guess I'd say what like keeps me coming back is like doing well in a given game, regardless of what your rank is. Right? Just like feels good, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. even back when I was in like oh god, was I ever in iron? I think I did start in iron. Right? Mm-hmm. Even back when I was in iron, like if I got like like if I got what to me at the time was like a really sick op flick or something like that, right? Like that just feels really good. Or like you win like a nice one v one, or like you got like a cool like a nice spray transfer. It's like th- those little teeny moments uh, that like individually don't necessarily like mean all that much, but like collectively, like they all just feel really good, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's such, like, a yeah. slew of things that combine to make that, because you have, like, the fact that it's a, like, colorful, poppy video game that, like, you know, tricks your brain into thinking it's getting some sort of reward. Then you have, like, the other tricking your brain into thinking it's got getting reward with, like, rank and RR. And then there's, like, an RNG component of, like, not only the RNG built into the game, but also, like, you know, who you're matched up against in any given game. It's kind of like gambling. Um, and then there's like the, the strategy and like thought process that has to go into it. There's the improvement going on. Like, there's just so many different factors that kind of lead to it being like fun and addictive. And like the friend, like, you know, playing with your friends and talking shit and stuff like that's really fun too. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Hold on. I was just like, I have Reddit open on my other monitor. Um, this is definitely a tangent, but someone just said that, like, they put their index finger on W, and today they found out that that isn't wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. I saw that so earlier. I'm not trying to fight. I was like, what the fuck? How do you... What? Yeah, and then, and then in the, com- the comments... W, S, and D? With, yeah, yeah, the comments were the finger? best because they were like, well, you know, I, I thought that the strafing yet. wasn't a very big part of the game, and, like, I have a 6% headshot rate, and I thought that was pretty alright. Just with, like, W-keying the whole time. I was like, oh my god. Like, I didn't I didn't do that when I was starting, and this was my first FPS. Also, okay, Cass... Okay. So, for, for those yeah. of you who are listening to the podcast, I'm going to just run you through this, okay? So, they've been saying that I've been gaming on PC <laughs> for five plus years, and Valorant since episode three. They're saying they're used to playing at their index finger on W, their pinky on control, ring finger on shift, their middle finger on... A, and their thumb on space. So it doesn't look like there's oh, anything on D. okay. So but I I'm see. I'm assuming they're... they put their thumb on D. No, no. How the fuck a, else do you... didn't, they, didn't they say thumb on space? They did say thumb on you space. You know, in, in a comment, I'm pretty wrong. sure they said they would move their index finger to D when they needed to strafe right. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Which is just what? insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, tilt, tilt your keyboard to a 45. And then place oh. your four fingers there. Yeah, I was thinking, like, um, the reverse keyboard tilt actually makes sense if you're using this layout. No, like, not, not the, the reverse, way... like, the standard keyboard tilt. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the okay. like tilt tilt it toward you. I already like have the, that done. Like the, I've already done that. The con- the uh, you know no. shift enter uh, no chase, chase. whatever toward it's, you. It's the opposite. It feels much better if you do the reverse. If you tilt your keyboard away from you, then putting your index finger on W makes a lot more sense because then you're not no, putting your then, hand like that. You're putting your hand no. Then my hands my hands like this. It, my hand is like this. Like this. This is my hand, well, and then I put it on there. my hold keyboard on, with on, the reverse on, tilt. Let me, let me, and oh, there shit. I am. It's hard to move my. Like I already play with the standard keyboard tilt. Yeah, and like index finger W. I have my yeah, thumb so on it's, D. It's now, that's the thing. Your thumb is completely in the wrong position, Cass. Your thumb I, I is not in a comfortable I'm not position. Putting, I'm not putting my thumb on space. That's stupid. Well, yeah, I'm saying you're using this person's absolutely mental setup. <laughs> like, yeah, obviously it doesn't make sense that you'd put your thumb on. No, space. no, no. But, like, but even then, like, like I can yeah. hit, I can hit fucking space with like the ball of my fucking palm. You know. <laughs> Like that, that's stupid. I don't need you to pull my thumb on your index finger. And you, yeah, yeah, I don't need to. I, 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 like, I don't need to pull my thumb on the fucking. Pass outing himself for having small hands here. Yeah, actually, you can use. You can use like I, I just tilted my keyboard a little. You can use like this knuckle of your thumb to hit space. Uh, yeah, yeah, as you sure. have like your okay. thumb on D. Like that is that is wild, but theoretically possible. No, okay, with I with the tilt, like yeah. game, it's kind of comfortable, but it's dog shit. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is yeah. I mean, okay, I love how somebody asks, "How do you use the other movement keys?" And they just said, "I don't." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't the left. They're like NASCAR. Turn left only. Yeah. So they just don't use S and D. They just use W A. Yeah, they said I mainly use my mouse to move while holding W. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the fact that they were like bragging about a six percent headshot rate, like that, justified their setup. Otherwise, in the thread, was pretty great as well. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, but I yeah. wanted to go back to what Chase was saying, which is that, you know, the whole idea of talking shit with the boys. And yeah, it's like, you know, I could still hang out on Discord with y'all if I didn't play Vow, but like, you know, I'd be missing out on something, you know, the group experience, the uh the highs and the lows. It's it's tough when you come into the chat after a big win or a big loss and you're just like, "Oh, well, you know, glad that that happened, uh, you know, we're sorry that that happened." versus actually being there for the moments. The camaraderie. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be all in Discord watching Temptation Island together. <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up, because I only ever did that with Cam, really. Maybe I guess I did <laughs> one episode with you guys, I don't know. Um, also, other rather non-sequitur, Castle's mentioning playing in Iron. I don't know if you played in Iron at some point, but I looked up your career on Tracker, and it looks like you were initially placed in Silver 2. Which well, really he he got to silver two in the first act that he played. I'm yeah. really surprised at that. No, no, no. I was iron three. No, no, no. I'm saying that his first placed win was in silver two. That like I look at act two, episode two is the first act that has tracker data for Cass, and he goes from unranked to silver two. It's possible that maybe there was data in the previous act that didn't get recorded on tracker, but like that's the first tracker data for Cass being in silver two. That's F2, impressive. Act two is that what it is? Yeah, episode two, act two is the phrase, the first tracker data for Cass and Comp, which I was um, really surprised by. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. This can't be because it, it has me listed as playing Comp, right? Mm-hmm. And it says uh, based on total agent playtime during episode two, act two, it has Omen at twenty-two hours, Jet at eight point one, and Reina at zero point six. 
Oh, um, yeah, you played a lot of Phoenix edition. I mained Phoenix when I first played. Okay, so clearly Tracker's just missing some data then. So, Tracker's just missing some data. Yeah, I, I was thinking that Episode 2 Act 1 or even Episode 1 Act 3 were when you started. I think Episode 1 Act 3 is when I started. Yeah, so I guess Tracker's just missing some data then. Yeah. Which means all of Cass's overall stats are inflated versus mine. <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 way to throw that in. That was the entire point of this, uh, <laughs> no. this up, actually. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess the last, the part two of the question that I had of why do you play that is, is there a change that either would not happen? Well, basically, is there a change that Riot could make to Valorant? Whether it's likely or not, you can take it either way, that would make you quit Valorant. That you just, you just hear about this happening and you're like, I'm out. That's the end for me. So long. Is there a change that Riot can make to make yeah. this happen? And one of the big, one of the biggest reasons I started thinking about this is because, like, you know, uh, Jet was obviously nerfed heavily, and we were talking about how sad that was. But then if Riot were to straight up, like, remove Jet and Chamber from the game, like, that would be brutal for Cass, and it might be very difficult for Cass to have consistent fun in Valorant at that point. That is true. Yeah, like, okay. I'd say if they... Uh, but then, like... We did that for an act, and he was fine. Yeah. That's true. But, like, um, now that, that might work for you, Hunter, because you we did that for an act for you, and it did not go fine. <laughs> you removed all of the agents I played from the game. Yeah. There's only Astra, Sova, and who else do I not play? There's only Astra, Sova, and Raze left in the game. Those are the only three agents that I would probably quit, yes. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting because, like, the core gameplay is so good that it's kind of difficult to imagine what they could do that would make me just despise playing the game. Besides, if you start getting into obvious, like, game-sabotaging things that Riot would never do, like, the first thing that came to mind for me is making the game pay-to-win of, like, you know, the new sk- new skins that come out, not existing ones, but new ones give you, like, huge advantages in gameplay, such that, like, you know you're at a disadvantage if you don't buy them. But, like, obviously Riot would never do that. Like, that would be, you know... Yeah, like, obviously, yeah, like, it, I, yeah, I it agree. Would I would Vanguard and make cheating rampant? Eliminate um, Vanguard. Yeah, you can just use whatever cheats you want. Also, this has literally nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. But I was just looking at my Episode 2 Act 2 stats because Hunter said that was the first thing that was available. My fucking headshot rate was so good back then! Like, Cass, I think I think uh, I think that might be correct for you. Episode two, act two, because mine is I start episode two, act three. Really? Didn't you play this game before I did? Um, I think so. Yeah. Maybe you took. No, I start. I start That's episode possible? two, act two. I start episode two, act two as well. Um, but I feel like maybe your Phoenix maining was not in comp. Because obviously, we when you start, you're not playing comp. I have eleven hours on Phoenix and comp. Okay, okay, hold up, hold up. I, I've just conclu- I basically solved this issue. I think so. Episode one, Act three, went from October thirteenth, twenty twenty, to January twelfth, twenty twenty one. You guys definitely started playing in that time. And I imagine that you both got to comp in that time. However, I can't be 100% confident in that. 
My comp starts to Act 2. Yeah, but like we, we started playing by the end of 2020 in Valorant for sure. And the only thing that I'm not confident on is when you guys got to comp for the first time. But I am, and I am over 100% sure that you guys both played Valorant in that act. Because like by the beginning of 2021, like Among Us had like died. Like there was very little Among Us happening in 2021. Okay, that could oh, be so fair. I'm pretty sure I yeah. have an episode one gun buddy. If yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, if we have a gun like buddy. Iron. Yeah. No, because my episode two gun buddy is the one that I'm salty is not iron because I made it. The bronze by like a game? I made it, yeah, I, I made it to bronze one game at the my last game of episode two. I I ranked up to bronze. I mean, I could I could open Valorant right now and check, but that would kind of mess with the audio recording, so I don't yeah, necessarily want to report back that. next podcast if needed. Yeah. Um, okay, but also, like, I'm looking at it, and Tracker says that I have played Phoenix and Comp at some point, right? Yeah. Okay. And I can't find that anywhere as I'm going through the different acts. Interesting. So maybe it just like removed your. It doesn't have your matches from back then for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm Could also be. noticing Cass that you placed anywhere. in you placed in bronze three at the start of act of uh, episode three. So with the reset, you got knocked into bronze. Hmm. I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, so I guess I guess any other thoughts on, you know, anything that would cause you to stop playing the Valorant? Yeah, outside of pay to win, like... I don't know, I can't use my hand? That wouldn't be a riot change. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would have to, to, would have to make the in-game experience so toxic that I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Or yep. unfun. Like, and how do they yeah. do that? I like completely change the way the game me- mechanics work, or like stop enabling you to uh, like queue with anybody. Like, you have to solo queue. But even then, like, I still solo queue a lot, but like, I kind of solo queue in general to get better so that when we play with each other, we're better, right? Yeah, I that, don't think that's I would actually... play the game if you were forced to solo queue. Yeah, actually, Chase, I think that's a great way to look at it because, like, back when Valorant had the rank restriction of you could only queue, like, four ranks up or down regardless of where you were, both of you guys were, um, you know, low-ranked, and I was able to spend the time to get new accounts to comp, given that I was currently incredibly depressed and just not doing school and was therefore essentially unemployed and not a student. But, like, at this point... You know, I don't have that time. So, like, at this it, at this point, it would be the opposite, that more than likely you guys would be higher ranked than me, particularly Cass. And if they said, like, oh, it's only a two-rank uh, queue uh, ability now, like, you have to be within two ranks of the, of the person you're queuing with, I don't think I would have the time and, uh, you know, enthusiasm to grind myself in solo queue up to that point. Unless Cass was willing to make a, a smurf to that. And so that, that might knock me out. So, like, that's probably the most realistic, even though it's not super realistic, way that I would stop playing. 
Yeah, just not being able to queue with any of your friends yeah. would definitely be uh, a big thing. Because, you know, we we have definitely seen that in our own friend circle of, like, people who are really into the game but then are a little bit lower ranked, you know, have have fallen out of our group because they often can't play with us. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And they stop playing the game. Um, yeah, and that, I mean, that, that's... If that was happening to me, I feel like it would be very similar. Although, would I also kind of want to grind to get up to that rank? Maybe, but if they made it very difficult to do that, or it just wasn't happening, then I would slowly lose interest. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that that would be very discouraging. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll once again bring up you know the game that uh, I <laughs> bring up more than any other on this podcast for some reason, which is Escape from Tarkov. To say that that is a very flawed game. Uh, for a variety of reasons, but I still played it regularly when there was someone to play it with, uh, which was Alex in, in this case. Um, and then now he's lost interest on it because of certain changes in the game. And as a result, I don't play anymore. But like, I'm not playing because of the problems in the game, despite the fact that there are many. I'm playing because there's not that social component anymore. I just don't have the, you know, enthusiasm to play it, you know, by myself. And so I, I feel like. That's. I feel like this discussion more than anything highlights the fact that if you have a friend group that all enjoys playing a game, you're often willing to put up with all kinds of bullshit just because the social experience elevates the experience of the game so much, regardless mm-hmm. of what the game is. Like that's what that's a big part of why we were able to bully Chase into playing Risk of Rain with us. Because oh yeah, hundred percent. You're you're playing it so much that it's yeah. like well you know it's fun playing with you guys. Although I often don't enjoy playing the game still. Like, I still, I still like, I like the game, but there are often times where I'm like, I hate this. I don't want to be playing this right now, but I'm going to be doing it because it's fun to play with you guys and hang out for the hour or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Whenever you don't have to, whenever you don't get to play Mercenary for whatever reason. You, whenever, oh, yeah. it's, re- it's not even that. It's whenever I don't get to play the game. <laughs> I, that is the most infuriating yeah, yeah. part of Risk when of Rain 2 and, is yeah. when you're dead and you're underpowered and that snowballs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Because, yes, because as soon as you die, you're going to die immediately again as soon as you spawn in because then you are underpowered for the next stage and then you just don't get to play the game. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. But, like, I don't know, from our perspective, I think if they took out comp, I'd stop playing. Oh yeah, that's 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 smart. Yeah, that's a that's an easier change. I I would I say I would say if they took out comp but kept premiere, I would still play. If they took out both, then that's an obvious. You know, I'm done. But like, I don't know if I would play unrated to keep myself up to be able to do comp or to be able to do premiere. Yeah, that's what I meant. But I, but like, fuck it, I would still log on once a week to to play with everybody. Yeah, but I wouldn't I be guess. playing otherwise. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I feel like the way that it, that it could work is I wouldn't enjoy just grinding on rateds in general, but if they made the game all about Premiere, so there was no comp, but the unrateds would always be on the map that Premiere would be on for that week, then I would definitely play some unrateds before, you know, the Premiere that week, whether it was with you guys or not. It would like actually be interesting if there was like a separate queue that was like just the map that's coming up for Premiere. Yeah, like yeah. an unrated queue that's the premiere map. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, I just, like, oh, man, I hate unrated. Like, unrated is just, like, in my mind, just, like, a 
bad game mode. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. Like, uh, ever since Swift Play came out, I have not played Unrated, and then uh, ever since TDM came out, I have not played Unrated even more. <laughs> like, yeah. those games are just so superior for casual gaming. I just, like, I can't think of a reason in which I would want to play um, Unrated, like, in any which way, right? Like, even, I mean, even Swift Play. Like, I hate playing Swift Play. Like, when there's no... I agree. Like, neither of those feel good to win. The only unrated game that felt good to win is when... I think the three of us were playing a game on... Or maybe it was me, Chase, and Alex. Playing a game on um, on Split. And I thought I had queued us into comp. Oh, I, I, yeah. That maybe happens. you were in this one. Under, and I, I didn't... Like, we realized that it wasn't a comp when we won the one round of overtime and the game was over. <laughs> and that's when we realized it wasn't comp. Yeah. yeah, that sucked. That was the worst feeling ever of like grinding it yeah. out and putting your all into a game. Yeah, you yeah. win closely in overtime, and it was a fucking unrated. So good until we realized that it wasn't a comp. <laughs> we're like, yeah. fuck yeah, we're coming back in this game. Like, we're down like 6 12. Like, fucking, we're bringing this shit back. We're bringing it all the way back. We win that one round of OT, and you're like, fuck yeah, let's go. And then we find out that it was a fucking unrated. And I was just like, oh my <laughs> god, like, this sucks. Yeah. Um, the, the, I tend to be more vocal on, you know, all chat than either of you guys talking about voice, all chat versus text. And there have been a couple times, especially one in particular, I remember with Doobie. I think I was just duo queuing with Doobie. And I was, you know, I was like IGLing and like being very serious about how to improve it all chat. And we had a nice win. It wasn't an overtime. And then I saw that we, it was unrated at the end. I was like, man, my team must have been like, what the hell is this guy sweating so hard and unrated? What is wrong with him? <laughs> well, it was funny because the game we were in, in that unrated, everybody was trying. Yeah, it was like just the teams were actually very balanced, and like everyone was actively trying to win and calm, and like it actually felt like a comp game. And then we just came out the other end, and we're like, "What the fuck? This is unrated! Like that's stupid." But like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not sure if I was in that one in particular. I I, I don't think I was because I feel like mm. I remember that. But yeah, I've had that happen before, and that's always very funny. Because yeah, I I feel like if unrated was the only game mode, like I just would not play the game. Yeah, that plus the premiere thing for me. And and that almost makes me think, like, how would that change the game if they did that now? Like, not, sorry, not removing comp, but they just kept, you know, kept comp in the game and unrated during premiere seasons was only, like, there was no regular unrated. It was just only unrated on the map leading up to premiere. I honestly well, I feel think like that'd that be an improvement. I mean, it's terrible for new players. You're going to get no, like, yeah. you're trying to get well, new players to understand all of the maps. Well, no, if you're, if you're um, a new player, you play Swift Play. And you understand all the maps from that. Like, there's not, I don't think there's any fundamental map understanding that you gain from Unrated that you don't gain from Swift Play. You, you have a... Well, there's I an mean, econ change for there's sure. There's an econ change, yeah. There's, like, yeah. game mechanics, and it's probably best to understand those game mechanics on a variety of different maps as you're learning to play the game. Well, or, I like, mean, it be incentivized that you actually go play that that mode while you're learning to play the game. Whereas, if this was a premier, like, map queue, you would be not incentivized to go play that while learning to, like, the game, and therefore not understand those other 
uh, mechanics to the game. Well, that's something that, like, I, I can't really pretend to understand what the data is on this, but I'm very curious how new players tend to approach the game now. Like, since the release of TDM, what do new players spend the majority of time doing? Because, like... Yeah, that's, I am- that'd be interesting. Yeah, because I imagine that for people who have friends who already play Valorant, my general experience with people who play Valorant a lot, although there are some notable exceptions, but in general, I feel like people are the same as us, in which they don't really enjoy playing regular unrateds. So I kind of feel like for new players who are completely new to the game but have friends who already play, they're probably grinding things that aren't unrated just because that's what their friends are willing to play with them. Um, but I don't know. that That's pure speculation on my part, and I don't know how that's different for someone who's trying Valorant for the first time not having friends who play it, which is a tough experience. Like, that is pretty brutal i do not think it's a good experience for someone just picking up vow without any friends who play it like there's got to be a lot of awful games that you play where your team is just flaming you and calling you the worst things imaginable and you're just like why am i doing this like you really have to love the gameplay to start the game at this point without any friends playing it but like i'm not so curious what the data is for that in terms of what modes those people gravitate towards one of the things that I could see, though, is, like, I wouldn't mind playing an unrated with someone who's, like, new getting into the game. If I were to make a new account and, like, add restrictions onto myself. Like, Which I we've done. Only... Yeah, like, my Stinger huh? for Life account yeah, yeah, back yeah. when it was actually used for only Stingers. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, like, if I could only ever buy, like, Sheriff, for example. Right. Yeah. yeah, like a couple games like on my like alt account, like when we first started playing, I don't know if with with your dad, um, Hunter, mm-hmm. but like I would just go martial only. Oh yeah, yeah. like I went yeah. martial yeah. and sheriff only in those games when we played with your dad. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting though. I feel like okay, I can't speak for the sheriff, but I feel like it it, it gave me a a bad sense, um, with the marshal. Because at that at that Elo, everybody else's movement was so bad that it was so easy to hit headshots. Yeah, they just stand in the open and take time with the marshal shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like people's movement was just like not good at that Elo, which is you know it's fair. You're just starting to play the game. Like like you don't have that experience yet. I'm not trying to like roast them or anything. It's just like yeah, it made it so easy. To make the marshal look like an incredible gun, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like it gave me a bad sense of which duels I can and cannot take with a marshal, and like what play style I can adopt with the marshal versus like, like just in general. Um, I feel like that was like that same thing might not apply if I were to be using a sheriff. It's obviously going to be easier to hit headshots against people who aren't strafing properly, but, like, I, I, I don't know if that would give me that same false sense. Um, the other thing I think would be interesting would be, uh, like, just using a, um, like, a frenzy only. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because that's a gun that, like, I used to be quite good with, uh, especially at medium ranges. Um, which I, I very rarely ever buy that gun anymore, uh, because I don't think it's a particularly good buy on, well, definitely not a very good buy on chamber, 
I'm not going to just buy Headhunter shots on an eco. Um, nor do I, nor as Chamber, am I likely to be in situations in a pistol round in which I want the frenzy. Um, but then, like, when I'm playing Jet, like, on attack on certain sites, like, I definitely want to have that frenzy. Uh, and I just feel like I'm just not as good with it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I had a quick point, just back to the actual main topic there, um, or, like, what we were talking about a second ago, which was the uh, the queue, the unrated, to just the premiere map, which I think that, that I would definitely like that, but I think it would have to be a separate option um, where you can queue for the unrated map, or for the, uh, like, premiere map, and, you know, if there are other people queuing for that unrated map, great. Um, and if not, you might have to wait longer, but they can match you into a normal unrated game on that map too, right? Like the other, like people who are not queuing just for the, uh, for the premiere map, they can, uh, you know, put, put one of them in because that it was the same amount of odds that they were going to be on that map anyway. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, right. I, it would just be an option in Unrated to like you know possibly wait longer to only queue on a certain map. Yeah, I, I just feel like my gut feeling is that the amount of people who would be negatively impacted by removing Unrated, except for the Premier only map during Premier seasons, is fairly minimal because you know well, Premier seasons are the length of an entire act now. Well, I'm curious to see once the game comes out if there's a, if, if there's a, ever any sort of break for them. But, like, yeah. yeah, it's just that, like, I don't... I just don't think there's a lot of people who play the game a lot who just want to go into Unrated a bunch and play a random map. And I think for new players that, well, yeah, you don't get the advantage of the econ management of a full Unrated game, I think it's far more valuable to be able to experiment with a bunch of different guns and have a whole bunch of different encounters that you get in swift play and tdm than that econ management which honestly at a low level is very simple yeah like, like there's a lot of more advanced stuff like the whole light shields meta and, and such but if you just know to buy round one save round two and do whatever you want after that like that's really all you need and i think i mean or like it's it's about buying for next rounds that's really what, yes, what it's about yes, right right um but you can, I guess, still get that. You can still play a couple maps of Unrated on the Premiere map. It's just going to be the same map. Yeah, I'm start. I'm starting to agree with you. With you more that like you know you can play a bunch of Swift plays. You can play a couple Unrateds in a week, and then mm -hmm. next week the map changes anyway. Yeah. Thank you. So like yeah, if you're if yeah. you're learning like you can play a couple full Unrated games each week on a different map. Yeah, if you hate the map, you're just like, oh, well, I'll play TDMs and Swift Plays until next week. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced on that. Yeah. Like, it's kind of boring if you're just playing the same map every time. But my whole point is I don't think that many people are doing that. Like, that's the thing. I, I think new players, my guess would be they're not grinding unrateds. They're grinding other stuff. They're, if, if they're I think people are grinding unrated still. I think they're still playing unrated. I would be curious to know if any if any riot employees are listening to this podcast, 
hit me up in the in the Discord, which you can't join because we never fix the links. <laughs> no, you can yeah, find a way to contact. The link, the link me. is fixed, and you can join. Oh, you fixed them all? Uh, I fixed maybe about half of them at this point. Okay, yeah, let me know which ones don't you haven't fixed it. I'll fix them. I didn't realize that that started. Anyway, um, yeah, it is podcast. it is probably the the like thirty most recent episodes I've done or something like that. Okay, okay, uh, cool. But yeah, I don't know. It's about all I got. You guys got anything? Yeah, that's all I got as well. That was the last topic. Besides one more for next podcast. So, Chase, yeah, we'll drink with you later.